0: Hey, on this episode of the Average Fails podcast, we talk with our friends from Alaska, Alyssa and Mary. Uh, we had a really good conversation. We caught up uh, and we talked about Alaska, obviously. We talked about uh, women's rights and feminism in Alaska. It's a really good episode. Um, there was some call issues because as uh, handled online and it's a long distance Uh, we did have some interference so this is just a fair warning Uh, sorry for the interference and the technical difficulties that we had recording this episode but it was still a awesome episode so with that much said uh, yeah hope you guys enjoy if you're looking for the most amazing podcast ever well this isn't it you're listening to the average fellas podcast guaranteed to let you down and leave you unsatisfied (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is your host, uh, Zodi Zack of the Average Fellas Podcast, uh, and we are, I'm coming to you live, I guess, I don't know, we're not live, but, uh, from Riverside, California, and uh, this is a late night show, uh, we're on pretty late, we have some guests on that had of real lives, not like me, where I just get to hang out and wait for people to actually, you know, have time, because... I don't have anything going on. I lost my job because of COVID. Right. Um, anyways, so yeah, great show. Today is August 3rd um, and it's Monday. It's a Monday night. This is so cool. I'm, I'm glad we're doing a, a night show. A night show is what I'm excited for. Um, hey, I just want to thank the listeners. You guys did an amazing job this last week. Uh, we reached over 150 downloads for the first four episodes, and I think it's climbing past 175 downloads now. So thank you guys so much. Shout out to all the listeners. That's upwards of 40 downloads per episode, guys. Um, yeah, you know where to find us. We're on all the major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, Cool. Take a look at our uh, Instagram, Average Fellows Podcast. Take a look at our Twitter, all that good stuff, all that jazz, our YouTube channel. Um, Yeah. Um, Anyways, like I said, it's the 3rd of August. And on uh, August 3rd in 1958, a U.S. nuclear submarine called the Nautilus accomplished its first undersea voyage uh, to the geographic North Pole. The cool thing is that the Nautilus dived at Point Barrow in Alaska. That's where it set off. It dived there in Point Barrow before it went off to uh, chart the the North Pole. So interesting fact about August 3rd, right? Cool. Cool little date there. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Alex, uh, what'd you do this weekend? Die inside. You died a little bit inside, huh? <laughs> i'm so sorry my guy i'm so sorry alex is working through this uh pandemic right now so i i'm my hero
1: as i said many times and it's not fun
0: yeah and uh i I i'm so sorry you got to deal with some of the crazy craziness out there right now that's wild but um my wife and i this weekend we uh Yesterday, actually, we went to uh, we went to Wine Country here in SoCal and Temecula. Have you heard of that that area, Temecula, Temecula, California? Wow, dude! I'm glad you were able to join Wine Country <laughs> while I was at work. I oh my it. gosh! I'm so sorry, man. This is the highlight glad of my I'm life. My life on
1: the line, so you can go to Wine Country.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. I social distance. Right, it was all outdoor, you know, areas and stuff, and uh, took the mask and all that. So hopefully, um. You know, hopefully they, these businesses, they just barely reopened and then they had to close again. So hopefully, uh, hopefully in some way, um, you know, they, they make it, you know, I hope they make it out there. Maybe maybe my business to help them out. You know, I did get some connections for some, uh, cool, like live events that they're going to be doing there. Uh, when they reopen, they're going to be hosting music, live music, some Friday and Saturday nights out there in Temecula and wine country. So that's kind of be fun. That's gonna be fun. Right. Excited for that. Anyways, yeah, that was my weekend. Uh, I almost got stuck there. You know, it's it's kind of... It's one of those things you start off in wine country and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go to one spot. And then it turns into two spots. And God knows how many spots you end up at by the end of the day, right? So we got out of there alive. We made it out. You know, I think Same. we spent like 40 bucks or something. So we made it out alive. So anyways, um, yeah, I want to... Uh, kind of just get into the show because we have some really cool guests here that I think uh, you guys would uh, enjoy hearing their story. Um, These are people that Alex and I met Moon and I met uh, on vacation. We were on vacation in South Korea and um, somehow their stars aligned for us just to meet and become friends. And here we are three years later. uh, I give you guys Murph and Mary.
2: Hey, Hey. (laughs) Uh, hey. I wanted to say before anything, like I didn't want to cut you off, but I have family in Temecula.
0: Well, whenever you're in town, you know,
2: yeah, they don't own a winery though. So (laughs) I don't go there
3: often, but
0: (laughs) well, you know. Temecula's. it was beautiful it was I was surprised I was pleasantly surprised because uh out here in the the part of SoCal that I live in is kind of all desert and you just see a bunch of rocks so it was sort of like a nice uh refreshing thing to kind of see something growing out of the ground I'm like oh my god that's green. Yeah, yeah, nice.
2: green yeah it's nice yeah we get like too much of that up here so yeah yeah
0: so anytime
2: yeah. you guys uh, want some green come up here Bruce it's evergreen it's always green
0: um, I don't know if I told my listeners. I think I told them last episode, but you guys are from Alaska.
2: Yes. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one for Alaska.
3: Alaska. 49th state. <laughs> Woo.
0: Can you guys see Russia from your backyard? That's what the, all the listeners want to know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no. No. Also, not- because I'm a pedant, I have to correct you. I think that in your history, day in history
3: mm-hmm.
4: which is interesting didn't know that Get him. It's, barrow. it's barrow barrow no, it's a, oh it's not far. A, a i'm sorry a
0: Tavik.
2: it's it's a taviak now because you have to pronounce it the the native um the native pronunciation it's
4: been or not, yeah oh, kind my. of like mount mckinley oh. is it's, it's no
2: denali it's denali yeah wow yeah just a just a kernel of knowledge
4: and no judgment yeah assigned there we're all. trying to uh honor the indigenous peoples of the area
0: that's awesome no that's cool I, i'm glad you i'm glad you made that out. i'm going to point that out you know I, usually i don't know if, so i guess the gimmick behind the show is it's supposed to be kind of mediocre it's average fellows, right so um i kind dis- of just average <laughs> uh you know with oh, the name I'm like Jody like zach dead. i know <laughs>
2: They're well above
0: mediocre. Zodiac no,
4: and Moon, you guys are fucking like stellar. It's a podcast, right? Oh, it's
0: can a can podcast. It's that? a podcast. You oh, um, okay? I was like,
3: man, yeah. no, yeah, we're you not are. people yes, into
0: the FCC. And- <laughs> Yes and oh, no. FCC, I actually okay, yeah, there's no FCC restrictions or anything like that. Um the only thing I would have to do is just put it as not for child content in like YouTube you know stuff. But yeah, uh, or hit, you can put, like a leave it to Mary, Leave it to
4: be how or
2: you can put like a fart noise.
0: I can bleep it out. We can bleep it out. Man. Everyone gets one swear word. Oh, one okay. just one. one. I got to pick which one I want. You yeah, you used it up up
3: yeah. the first 5 minutes, man. That's it. One. Oh. Done. You out.
0: That's one funny. strike. <laughs> yeah, if I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to worry if you know if it comes out it comes out, it it happens. Um ju- I just try not to drop, you know, F bombs every other time and stuff like that. I just try to keep it, you know, as approachable for all listeners. That's it. But I'm not whatever. It's a casual show. You know, if people out there listening, y'all know what it is. It's the Average fells podcast. Come on. Right,
2: average people drop an F-bomb every now and then Especially when they're trying to Yeah, when they're just trying to get a point across
0: Especially when they're they're Raising awareness about indigenous people So, you know, there we go
2: Exactly, thank you (laughs) Um,
0: Uh, Alaska, let me get to to my notes Because I was supposed to ask you guys How's life, that was like the first question
2: (laughs) We just went straight into it Like a
0: a train
2: off the tracks
0: is. Gosh, that's funny. so. Anyways, right. yeah. How is life? What is life like? I, I mean, I haven't talked to you guys in three years. It's been, you know, we've just seen. I like, can't believe it's up. been
3: three years.
0: This I not know. Crazy. That's
3: nuts. Oh my
0: goodness. I yes. got
2: I got into a relationship literally right after I got home, and that relationship just ended. So life,
0: oh. <laughs> life is weird.
1: Sorry,
2: but it's I'm... okay because I got a dog instead
4: of a boyfriend. So yeah, it's true. fine.
3: Yes,
1: Dollars, you know I mean? Some might say it's better than a boyfriend. Definitely, I
4: would. Yeah, I would so also. A majority of the people involved in this podcast would say it's better. <laughs>
0: yeah. I agree. It's they. It, it's just. It's, ju- it's just love. They just love you. You can be, you could be a jerk to a dog, and for some reason, the dog just loves you because they, they, you know, they imprint on you. And God, I'm just like, oh my puppy.
3: I, I know she loves me. She wants to see me
2: all the time, and no one wants that, you know. Exactly. it's just really common yeah, My wife has a so hard
0: time great. with that, you know. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. It's so it's funny because I'm like, yeah. So can I get you on the podcast, And she's like, oh, baby. You know, like you talk a lot already, and I was like, "Ah, okay, yeah, you're right. (laughs) You want to (laughs) like set a time aside to talk? That's crazy, yeah. So, so, um, no, but eventually I'll get, I'll get, I'll get her on the podcast, we'll do something, but, um, good, yeah. So, uh, how's life for you, Mary? Sorry to me to hijack that. Uh, (laughs)
4: life is good. Um, I feel like Alaska is. A lot better off in some ways than the lower 48 when it comes to the coronavirus. Um,
1: so you're yeah,
4: well, <laughs> I mean, I'm safer than you. You too. There's
1: just
4: there's so few people per population. Like the population density is a lot less, and so the incidence or the risk of contact is a lot less. So a lot of the strictures that are in place in some places in the lower forty-eight aren't um, aren't necessary here. At least that's what the people in charge are saying. And so um, I think most people are somewhat unaffected by the current situation. Also, Mary bought a house and oh, wow. has been working on that,
3: wow. and
2: that's where we are right now. Yeah, and she's doing she's doing great things. It's like. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I
0: don't. Am I gonna?
2: Do I need to brag for <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, brag for okay. Her. Okay. the humble brag. Like, we
0: need the humble brag. Give the humble brag.
2: The humble brag. Yeah. Humility brag here. No, Mary bought this sweet house that we needed a ton of work, and mm-hmm. yeah, and just has like transformed it into this lovely three-level. Wait, are there four levels? Three levels. Subtle I gotta count. It it doesn't matter. It's a brag. It's a brag. It's so many levels you can't even count. You know what I mean?
0: Awesome. Yeah. Hey. It's a
4: great. It's a great deal.
0: More levels. Moving up, up the levels. Done. That's a...
4: yeah. Exactly.
0: You bought a house. I soon, bought a
4: closed it? house. She bought a house that is. She bought a, a great investment. That's what she <laughs> bought. I bought a freaking like money pit. The no project oh, oh. that she is succeeding at. No. Are you a wise investment.
0: Yeah. Ah. I well you know. This is a thing. Alaska people are always talking about, like, "Oh, just sell everything, move to Alaska. It's the land of gold." You know, The Simpsons they kind of get about that. They do that all the yeah, time.
3: That's do a you, great you, move. I love that you reference The
0: Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Real question. Real is this? Quite, is this real though? Because I want to know. The Simpsons said they pay you to live in Alaska. Is that true?
4: Kind of. It's called the permanent fund dividend, and so every year um, we get a stipend, basically, because there's a lot of Multinational corporations that do a lot of, um, like, purchase a lot of mineral rights here. Yeah. And so they're kind of paying back the people who live here to take. Well, the basically, like
3: the, the resource
2: uh, pillaging that's happening here, they are like, hey, you get a tiny fraction of that coin. Um, that we have extracted so, from the yeah. earth and here's a little check for it wow. and that's actually a hot topic of debate within alaska right now because
3: really? the
2: uh economy is based so really. in, it, yeah it's entrenched it is solely based on essentially oil um and natural gas and
4: and because and of else, yeah. the coronavirus this year are normally we get the pfd or permanent fund dividend every fall um and this year you know, so many people, and despite the fact that we're somewhat isolated and somewhat shielded from a lot of the crises that occur in the lower 48, we were affected by it and still are, um, they released the dividend early, I believe it was July 1st or June 1st, June 1st. Um, and it was like it was less than what it normally is, and that's always something that people complain about is how much it is. Because back when I was a kid, you got $2,200 a year, and wow. yeah, this year it was 990 something like that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, as someone who wasn't born here, I'm like, oh my gosh. You guys are giving me a check?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, so what is that called? What is that called if you're not, like, a native Alaskan? Like, what is that called? Your transplant? Yeah.
2: Most people, well, I shouldn't say most people, but it's a. It's kind of a common thing. Like, when you meet someone in Alaska, you're like, oh, where are you from? You know? And, like, I would say... It's like Las Vegas. It, yeah, yeah. It's yes. like from... And, For like, the most part. For the most part. And, like, of course, you meet people that are, and they're, you know, natives, and they're like, oh, yeah, my... I was born here or my parents were, and like they always specify like, Oh, I've been here
4: three generations. generations,
3: Yeah. Um,
4: And then, so people who are like from here, sometimes there's actually like a colloquial expression for it. And that is, if you've been here, you weren't born here, but you've been here for a long time, you're called a sourdough because you're seasoned Wow. kind of like, yeah. And then if you're new, you're called a chichaco. Which is like I think Athabascan for like it's kinda like Greenhorn in California.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay.
4: So yeah.
2: Not everyone uses it We just chart. blasted oh, you cool. in the very first question with a bunch of Alaskan
0: uh, No, it's cool. it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I didn't even like, I'm not even, I'm not even like looking at my notes because you guys are just, you know, answering a bunch of great questions that are just so awesome. We're chatty cappies. To... We're chatty
4: cappies. Yeah, we know
0: how to talk. <laughs> Dang, talk it up. I. I You're I, trying
4: to fill an hour with
0: some yeah, nonsense. Yeah. I, I thought
3: th- this lady. was going
4: to be two hours. So
3: I yes. hope you guys are ready to that's go okay. over.
0: Hey, if you want us to go for two hours, we'll go two for hours. That's totally fine with me. I prefer the long <laughs> episodes, but I, I know people, I think reasonably an hour, a lot of people are more comfortable with that. So it's kind of why I just kind of set it at that marker. Sure. But yeah. if we go Sounds over, we reason. go over, you know, I'm not going to stop us at the juicy spots. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> and, we're <done. laughs> and we're done. And we're done.
1: Thank you guys. And time's up. Time's Anyways, up. Uh,
0: totally. I want to get into how we met. I know we met in the fall of 2017 in South Korea, and we met in a hostel. Uh, Alec, Do you guys remember the name of the hostel? What okay, was it? Uh, Eno. Eno. Eno, that's right. Eno. Eno's, Eno's hostel. That's right. Oh, God, I forget.
4: Oh, and the my dog's God. name was Eno. The, that was named after oh.
0: his dog. Yeah, the, white,
1: the little white dog. Dude, mm-hmm. that dog was so cool. Yes, that's there. right. Oh, yeah. it was such a beautiful dog. didn't like, getting photos. Every time I try to take a photo of him, he peaced out.
0: He's like, huh. I can uh, send you some of my archival
4: imagery of yes. you
0: know. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh man, but I have oh, them boomerangs. A- oh, nice. Uh, there's a my first boomerangs. Wait, like, did you get them there? Yeah. Oh wow! Cool, awesome. I the only thing I brought back was credit card debt. So. <laughs> and a few keychains. Well, with as much as you guys are going to the bar. No, yeah, we were. We were. <laughs> We were yeah, having glass
1: dollars in my bank account. It was awesome. It was great. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh we gosh. all were suffering a little bit. We paid for that tattoo
2: as well. So and Mary had new eyeballs.
0: Oh then. yeah, how are your eyeballs? Yes. Okay, They're talk about so that.
1: Good. Yeah.
0: Make sure you oh get my God. One because, uh, so okay. So we we're there I'm standing in the lobby and I we Alex and I I approached a. I think she was Dutch. I can't remember. I can't remember. She was Swedish or something. I don't really remember. She was, it was a, Dutch, I
2: think. I think she was Dutch, the one yeah. we had glass noodles with.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. And yes. um, I just saw. I was like, well, you know, we've been here for a day. We haven't really done anything. We haven't found anything interesting. We just every walk we took was just kind of boring. And I kind of seen her messing with a book with had a bunch of maps and stuff. And um, I can't remember her name. Um, but I asked her. I was like, hey, what do you would do you know the it was area? yeah i can't remember but in, it was in, something it wasn't easy to say right and um she just she gave me a a map she kind of marked it all out for us and she told us everywhere to go it was like her third time in korea or something and she actually gave me her book she gave me her travel book for korea that had all of these notes and stuff it, like where to go so it was okay. yeah super good resource like the first week i was like oh man i was you know capitalizing on all the cool spots that she had already found and just kind of we just kind of walked the you know, followed those maps around for a bit. But um I remember, I think you guys were checking in is when I asked you guys, or it was a day or two after you guys checked in, if you guys wanted to go get something to eat. But I think Mary had already got her eyebrows laced at that point.
2: <laughs> I Yeah, I'm trying to remember the pinpoint exactly when we met. I feel like it was at one of the breakfasts because... I say breakfast too. I say it was breakfast because you know how they had the breakfast and they yes. always played the okay. breakfast music. They played the coolest music. I mean, yes. it was the same thing every day. It was like, here's your juice, and here's your toast. Toast.
3: <laughs> yes. And,
2: yeah. and, it, and it was fine. And then you would just, yeah, an oatmeal and, oatmeal. and they would just play the greatest music. It was like the jazziest, most relaxed mornings ever. And then they would get into some like Drake and hip hop. Yeah. Yes. It, was hip-hop. Like,
4: it was like uh, jazz. Yes. And then it would be 11 a.m., hip-hop hip-hop and then yeah. they would start cleaning. Yep. Yep yep,
3: yep 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 gosh that place it was, was so
0: cool this it this really hostel was. had a it had a little lounge and like bar at the bottom of the hostel you check where you checked in and is exactly where you paid for your drinks that's the kind of hostel it was <laughs> we're like uh yeah. are you here to check in or are you here to drink you're like uh both you know okay oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly right? and
4: uh
0: she's
4: my spanish teacher
0: I wish I spoke Spanish. <laughs> I barely speak Spanish. It's almost, I know. I, I, you know, the funny thing is that I moved uh, like two or three hours closer to like the Mexico border. So I just like, I don't even speak Spanish. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is.
2: This is so embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. No, don't, you shouldn't be I'm embarrassed. I'm no. do not don't. <laughs> So Moon, you speak Spanish,
1: yeah? I understand Spanish pretty well. I don't speak it very well, though.
2: Okay I'm I went to enough
1: to get by right,
2: right, yeah, yeah, I don't speak Spanish very well either. my I grew up in Texas, so I a lot of I was exposed to it a lot of it and some of my best friends are like I went to Honduras this last uh, winter with wow. my one of my best friends. I tried to learn Spanish for that, and so I did learn some, but again, it's like very situational, it's not helpful a lot of the time.
0: yeah, I was like if I ran into somebody that I wanted to purchase an ancient book from, I would know how to say that, you know like. That's the, <laughs> that's the kind of Spanish I learned. Actually, uh, Alex and I did that with, uh, we did that with a Korea trip. We actually started listening to a podcast called Talk to Me in Korea, I think it was. Yep. And um, we listened to that for a good six, seven months. Um. So, uh yeah, we listened yeah. to that for like six, seven months before we went and I only thing I remember how to say is like I'm sorry and hello and thank <laughs> you because that was it. Yeah, kamsamnida. That's all I remember. I know,
2: And uh, I, I can still remember annyeonghaseyo.
0: Yeah,
2: Because <laughs> uh, like That was something I thought was beautiful in the Korean language was like when you when you're leaving, when you're the person leaving you say, you know uh, peace be with you and then like when you're Saying, you know, you say, or I'm sorry, when you're saying you say peace be with you and you're going, you say, uh, like <laughs> stay peaceful or something. I don't remember exactly what the meaning, but there's yeah, yeah, two yeah. different. I like that.
0: That's right. Did you get a chance to go to any of the temples? Any of the temples here? We did.
2: We went to the temple in Seoul. I can't remember the name. And then we also went to, we did a temple stay down, um, on Jeju on the Island of Jeju.
3: That's um, right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I went to, I went to Busan and Mary couldn't go because her eyeballs were still healing.
0: That's right. Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So you left your friend blind. We're going to go in if there's any questions relating to this, but Mary's, that whole experience was hilarious. Mary was like actually Mr. Magoo, but like, (laughs) I felt like it was even more dangerous than that. But I will say though, that other, other than the situational, like safety of like, walking into a road, getting surgery in Korea for whatever sort of, you know, is a a very affordable and safe way to do it. Right. I'm not trying to
0: bash. Oh, no, no. Exactly. South Korea is known for that. South South Korea is known for being advanced in like some of the medical procedures they do as far as like, um, you know, cosmetic and certain things like that. So Mm -hmm. LASIK is like in like line with that where it's you know you find that all over LA there's all these basic clinics all over the place so you know it's mm-hmm. it's not far fetched i imagine it was probably reasonably cheaper you know
2: so. yeah oh <laughs> significantly right mary yeah it was i mean i think it was like a third of the cost wow i remember correctly
0: that says a lot about american Health.
2: <laughs> i mean it really does it really does if you can who's who's getting that money corporations I don't know.
0: I don't know. Someone, someone, tell me one day. But um, yeah. Why don't you talk? I mean, once you, you get into that little bit about your eyesurgery, eyes? okay.
4: yeah, I would love to. Um, so I um, at the time, I was dating someone who has. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just amazed at the clarity of the um, audio. Oh really? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's really really good. Um, so sorry, my first time with Discord. It works amazing. Um, so I was dating someone at the time before we left for South Korea, and he had traveled more extensively than I had. Um, and about three months before I left, he was like, "Hey, have you thought about having your eyes done while you're in South Korea?" And I was like, no, not at all. Um, and I knew he had had his eyes done in Colombia, South America, when he was wow. there. And he was like, yeah, you should look into it. Uh, South Korea is one of the world's largest elective surgery hubs in the world. Right, yeah. And so because of that, um, it's very compar- uh competitively priced and there's a lot of options for providers and the way that their healthcare system works is different from ours and allows, you know, allows it to be a little bit more accessible. Um, So I did some quick research and I reached out to a few um, different clinics, eye clinics, I don't know about you guys, but, like, when I when I was there, my experience, like, I came away from it, and I came home from South Korea and, like, kind of digested it. It really reminded me of the United States in the early to mid-90s. Like, the way the economy was, like, going really strong, yes. and, yes. like, people were incredibly dedicated to their work to the point where they were usually working Saturdays and only having time off on Sundays. Um and just, like, little things like that, you know? And um, that kind of, I think, paired with the way their healthcare system worked, it was just, like, so easy to reach out to these clinics and Facebook. They had, on Facebook, that was yeah. how I actually made established contact with all of the the clinics, because I, I vetted multiple clinics before I decided on who I was going to go with. Um, and. They had, the first time I went in there, they had someone who was a representative, um, like a customer service representative who was like my advocate and who walked me through the clinic and answered any questions. And she was actually from Africa and um, very well-spoken and sort of explained the whole process and the cost. And I had like a five-minute complimentary exam where they told me what I would what would be a good option for me and what the doctor would be capable of and what the cost would be. And I had always been told my whole life that LASIK was not ever going to be a good option for me because I had astigmatism in both eyes. And in America, usually you have to wait until you're like at least 45 or 50. They've gotten... Some doctors have been more willing to do it um, at younger ages, but for the most part, they don't. And um, so they were like, yeah, we can we can do this service for you. Here are the stipulations. This is what we feel comfortable doing, how much it's going to cost. And I was like, okay, because I had never been told that I could get LASIK. Yeah. And, or LASIK. And even if... I had gotten it it would have been somewhere between like four thousand five hundred dollars up to potentially six thousand for both eyes and South Korea they quoted me and they were like we're really sorry but because of the shape of your eyes you are not a good candidate for this tier of surgery so we're going to have to do this type of surgery and this is how much it was going to cost and it was like she was really upset not upset, but she was really apologetic because it was going to cost more than their lowest tier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was like one thousand five hundred or one thousand four hundred. Wow.
1: Oh my
3: god! Yeah, and it
4: it was actually PRK, which is a little bit different than LASIK, but the byproduct is the same. And um, it was funny because she's like, "Okay, so you want to go forward with that?" And we also have an option to improve your night vision by doing X Y and Z. Is that something that you're interested in for like a $100? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like it's my eyeballs. I'm definitely yes. going to ball out yeah. on my you know, like,
0: Oh my god. That's yeah, not yeah, for
4: that's <laughs> eyeballs. <laughs> but um so yeah, it was it was a, it was a really rad experience. It was like so in America, I feel like healthcare in general, eyes, dental, and like your whole body, you know, it's kind of like going to a cafeteria and all the food is already made and you go in there and they just kind of like, you pick what what looks good to you, but it's all the same quality of food. When we went to South Korea, healthcare, it felt like I was going to like a high-end restaurant because yeah. I chose to go to a high-end restaurant. And I was told, like, okay, so, you know, you can have the filet mignon, and it's going to cost this much. And if you would like a side of foie gras, it will be this much. And it just felt more like a tailored experience. And um, I made the decision because I was already going to go to South Korea, so there was no additional cost in going there. And the cost of having my eyes done was a quarter... Or less of what it would have been, wow. and it's been three wow. years now. And I'm sure my South Korean doctor would be like totally pissed to hear this, but I haven't been to an eye doctor since I got back, and wow. my yeah. eyes are great.
0: I mean, so, if, it's, if it works, don't fix it. if you know, it's not broken, don't fix I'm it. Broken,
4: don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, I've been. They've been really. I will say one of the side effects is your eyes are really uh, dry. yep yeah. All the
2: issue in the ho- in eating. I was like oh. she was like but she was like a zombie. Her eyes were ridiculous, and oh she God. just wanted
4: food brought to her. Yeah, and she threw a straight temper tantrum. She is the and we best friend anyone could ever ask for because she like led me through the streets of Seoul. I'm like trying to walk into cars and stuff. I'm not gonna lie. I brought a bottle of Valium with me from the United States, and I took like. I didn't know that. No, no wonder. The day before the appointment, I took like 10 to 20 milligrams of Valium because oh, I was okay, like, yeah, oh, be like, oh, this is going to be awful." I'm like too freaked okay. out about eyeballs. And then the day of, I took some and then afterwards too. So after surgery, I slept for like three days. Is that why? I thought the pain in your eyes was that bad. I now
2: I don't even really feel bad. bad for you. <laughs> now yeah. I don't feel bad for you <laughs> That's hilarious. All of that for nothing. Oh, no, really. She's like, bring me
4: fried chicken and rice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
2: wasn't even that good of a It was though. so funny. I, was like,
4: I would just check on you every six hours, like, <laughs> you're alive. Everything Literally, changed. she did all I could ever yeah. want is someone being like, here's some food. I'm flying to Busan today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, I like, gosh. it was really nice, though, because we had shut, ch- we, in the, like, the last night we were in Seoul together at Eno, we got a room by ourselves that was really Wait, nice and i was wow. like well i can be here in the dark <laughs> yeah for two was- days and no one will know oh my god i felt bad on.
0: we were in a bunk room there was uh, eight bunks in our room okay We had these Mm -hmm. tiny little like little ship like bunk beds for like a ship somewhere. Right. And uh, people are right on top of each other. There was this. uh, The Dutch girl was across from me and Alex and me and Alex were on the bottom bunks of the first two beds. Then there was this guy who was just like rat packing his little bunk and he had like tons of trash and food in there and I, I, so we're in rest. there i kid you not you never do a co-ed dorm
2: unless you want <laughs> that
0: yeah it was a dorm yeah so it was it was cheap it was cheap but you know whatever was, i got to backpack you know some of korea was which was so funny. Funny. Yeah. but uh it was funny because it was one night me and alex are there and like you know we're just hanging out in our bunks and then we hear somebody fart and they open up the curtain <laughs> and the dutch girl across the way she's looking at me she goes like you know she kind of like waved like motion like nah it wasn't me and she points to the guy next to her who has he's the pack rat who had a bunch of trash in our room our room smelled like pizza and like feet it was terrible man this oh, guy no, yes no. he was such a trash oh. person i was like oh my god please leave
2: a trash person you know that's an interesting term that like yeah. i feel like is recent in my life because and I've been using it for, like, all kinds of things. Like, that's a trash person.
3: That's yeah. someone
0: that
2: is trash around them all the time. Physically, you
0: know yeah. Physically,
2: yeah. Physically. I feel like it was actually the Dutch girl who farted
0: no <laughs> Maybe she, it was, but i feel like she'd so own funny. up i feel
2: like she would have owned up to it De- yeah, people she, are incredibly honest yeah
0: That's she was true. really she was really nice and stuff like that and she i mean by the time like by the time she left like whatever like if if it was her then whatever you know but the guy next to her for sure was gu- he was guilty of something because his his bunks was just a mess it was terrible
3: right
0: yeah, yeah. it was funny because it guess- was so Sorry, go
2: ahead. oh I was just gonna say that we met a Dutch we met a Dutch girl later in the trip as well. Remember, in I think it was in Jeju because she did the temple stay with us. She was also a Dutch, she and and there. she was even more honest, or like I shouldn't say honest, but like um, direct. Because there's yeah. when you travel, you find that there are like little, um, yeah, like really subtle differences in communication between different. Um, I don't even want to say cultures because I mean, like we're all like the Dutch. And the U.S. are both kind of considered part of this like Western colonial yeah. influence culture, you know, but very subtle differences. And there's like the direct, just, you know, I hate this, you know, you're like, oh, OK. or I yeah. you know, I, I really hate it I when just, a Korean
4: monk says it's me. You do know? a <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: oh really my good God.
0: Schwarzenegger.
4: Sorry, <laughs> I turned into Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's
0: great. That's funny. Um, let me, uh, so I know. And then did you get a tattoo? Is that right? You got a tattoo Um, while you were in? College? Yes, you guys both did. Oh, wow. Cool. I didn't know that yeah. part of the story.
4: Honestly, I totally screwed up because if I had been a smarty, I would have got a matchy matchy tattoo with Alyssa Murphy. She, she yeah. wanted to
2: copy my vibe later. And I was like, dude, no, nah, you got, nah, nah, nah. Nah, <laughs> nah, brah. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad that you i'm glad you're jelly, but and no should I? So this is oh i got you can mary tell them what you got and
4: then i'll tell them what i got and so, you we'll know, see that yours is cooler um i got a dragon
0: nice wow, so uh, it...
4: on
0: well, her butt. i'm just kidding so, but i got a
4: dragon because we were i had like plans to do this other thing and then when we did the temple stay uh, we went to this one temple that had like a dragon on the door, a Buddhist temple, and the dragon was so cool. Like, I really... It's a really cool
2: tattoo, and he did a great job. He
4: did an amazing Peta, job.
2: Pita from... Do you remember the name of the well, studio? He has that?
4: his own studio now. Oh, we highly recommend that. him. We should wow. we should,
2: yeah, yeah, give a shout, shout out, out. For you.
4: sure. But yeah. he, he did Represents it, and the dragon turned house. out amazing. It's gorgeous, but it was really funny because it's like, it was a Buddhist dragon, so it, it had like an herbivore's teeth so all of the teeth were like flat nice
0: he wasn't an intimidating dragon he was a friend and i'm
4: like i want this i want this and he's like no no (laughs) and he put like these big sharp teeth because his Uh, granddad was a buddhist like a very like a conservative practicing buddhist who observed all of the buddhist strictures and he's like like I, I can see you and you do not get this dragon because this <laughs> dragon is like specifically for very strict Buddhists. Oh, wow. And I was like, Okay. Fair You're right. Yeah. No, no, I, I eat, you know, I'm not a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna look up his name real quick.
0: Yeah. So cool, yeah, it, yeah. Let us know. Let it, us know it, his
4: him He's amazing.
0: Very amazing.
2: Yeah. I got a um I got a mandala on show. my elbow. You can show Good. them. <laughs> Yeah, I got it. So I only have oh, two tattoos. Good. I have one on
0: the inside of my. You only arms. have two tattoos. How do I not believe that? Wow. Yeah, I know.
2: Well, there there are two. It's one, but it's like one on the inside yeah. here and one on the inside here. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I gave blood today, so I have that's why up
3: there. Oh. Nice.
2: And then, um, and then, but I just got a mandala on my elbow.
4: It's no, it doesn't even look cool. It's so it's I should beautiful. Have fit her C's. but.
2: I I don't know why I always had a thing with the elbow. With the, I think I go for like whatever the most uncomfortable thing is. I'm just yeah. gonna just lean into that.
0: I um, I did a mom tattoo on my chest, and that was the one that hurt the most. The typical one really? like over the like heart. M O M. Yeah, um, mom with the heart with the arrow through it. So, yeah, wait, which, no, yeah, like yes, like the the cheesy mom one. The cheesy one, for sure, That's good. for sure. Yeah. But this, and, how did your mom feel about it? Oh my god, she cried. She was, she hated it. She's like, why wouldn't you? Oh. It? My mom, she's, uh, she's a she's conservative Hispanic woman, so you know she that yeah. kind of stuff. It would just it struck her heart. What's your name? My Patricia, my mom's name's Patricia. Oh, she's got a pretty oh. white name actually. It's Patricia Elaine. That's my mom's name. <laughs> Wow! No wonder you don't speak Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how I ended up with Zach as a name. So you know that didn't (laughs) didn't apple Apple didn't fall far from the tree. (laughs) So, (laughs) but yeah, no. My mom she cried the first time I got a tattoo, and then this one was just kind of like. you know, I don't agree with it, son, but, you know, I love you. That kind of sentiment. That's my mom's kind of thing with tattoos, but she loves me. So she'll never, she'll never, she'll never hate on me for getting them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't uh, know if you
4: know this, but tattoos are actually, are they were when we were in South Korea illegal?
3: Yeah. Yep.
4: And so, um, I'm sorry, they were. Be underground. or in Korea? Yeah. I feel like. Way you
2: didn't know that. Did <laughs> not know that. So, Mary, you, I, like, this is how Mary incited me into going into South Korea because basically she's very much into she, she keeps <laughs> her pulse on things and I Man. don't. And she was like, "Hey, come to South Korea with me," and I was like, "Okay, we're gonna get tattoos." Okay, <laughs> and uh, and so that's how all that happened. I had no idea I was actually uh, participating in an illegal activity. That's that's great.
4: So Murphy is now like an illegal activist, activist, activist. Activist. Yeah, Yeah. but yeah. So it it was like illegal, and it still is. And so, I mean, I I feel like I have to be careful in saying certain things. But his studio is Mizan Guan and Seoul, and his name is Pita Kim. So if anyone is interested in the art that we're talking about, you can look him up on Instagram. Pita Kim, which is um, P-I-T-T-A
0: underscore
4: K-K-M.
0: I'm sorry. Wait, can you repeat that one more time? Like just all the way through? I'm sorry. I couldn't.
4: Yep. Um, Pita Kim. So it's P-I-T-T-A underscore K-K-M. And you can look up his artwork
3: Cool, awesome. and like
4: where his studio is. And so one of the things, the reason I brought that up is like a lot of tattoo artists have their stuff on Instagram, like their art and who they work with and you can see what kind of art they do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you'll find the studio address and it can be difficult to find because it won't be like broadly labeled. Um, it's kind of like an unlabeled, like it'll be an update. And unlabeled upstairs or something. What was you
2: know? the name of that part of town that oh. we wanted to get our tattoo in? That
4: was the biggest part. I love that about Seoul is that
2: there were all these different neighborhoods yes. each neighborhood and district had different because, things. You know, a yeah. one yeah. was for partying and we were in, what was the train stop that we would always get off in? Um, we
4: were near the girls' school, um, which was, do you remember the train stop we got off in Hongdae? to go to our hostel? the Day?
3: How do i remember
4: the and name. And there was one guy or
3: geek. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I was
4: right. trying to think that earlier and I couldn't. Thanks, guys. And there was an all-girls university uh, that's stop right. up from us.
0: That's right. I remember As that. The UM-
4: oh, man. Yeah. Um, we ended up finding so when we went to get our tattoo it was like really close to the end of the trip um, and we almost missed our flight out, actually. Oh, had- my gosh. <laughs> nice. That's a story remember yeah i
2: remember it was pretty terrifying i and i can't even pretend like it wasn't anything but my fault because i think i was the last one to get the tattoo i needed to stop by the pharmacy to get some like a and d ointment yeah and then and then we like get on the train and it takes way longer to get there than we thought it did to the airport yeah and then when we check in the lady at the front is like Oh, <laughs> she was like, "You're coming to get you. Yeah, yeah, like like there's you're gonna, gonna...
4: Be someone who's gonna meet you."
2: And and wow. she made us, and then she pulled us, she you know took us to where we needed to go. And when we got on the elevator, she looked at us deeply in the eyes, and she and was she like, said, "When these elevator doors open,
3: something. run!"
4: run. <laughs> and we were
3: like, <laughs> <laughs>
4: wow. "But seriously, it was really funny because you know how South Korean women are like, they are perfect." Yes, Like their faces are perfectly made up. Like yeah. you've seen them on the trains. They have an hour and a half to get wherever they're going. So they literally are like, their skin has been prepared for the day. And then they get on the train and they sit there for an hour and a half and do, the, do their makeup and they look flawless. So this woman was like wearing her heels and her stockings and her little tiny skirt and suit jacket and her yes. makeup was all perfect. And she, like, intercepted us because, like, Murphy said, we got to the, like, to get our ticket. We checked in, and they're like, oh, it's you two. We've been waiting for you two. Someone's going to intercept you and get you to your gate. And we're like, oh, okay. That's a little different. But um, so then we're, like, in the process of getting there as quickly as we can, and this woman meets us, and she looks, like I said, flawless. And she starts asking us the customs questions, and oh I like god. really quickly catch on to what's going on, and I'm like, "Oh crap, we're like really late. We're being rushed through the the international like the border situation." Yeah. And Murphy's like, "Listen, lady, we're running late. Why are you trying to ask us all <laughs> these questions?" Like, Murphy, Murphy, she's actually the border agent. Like, oh don't. my god, oh, it god. was so funny. But yeah, and then she did. I didn't say that to her, I said it to yeah, Mary. she was like, like what the heck, we gotta get up, and, and i like, she's trying to talk to us, and I'm like, for this. I have a sixth sense for authority, <laughs> like, authority figures, I automatically like, kick, like, key into it before most other people do, so I'm like, I should automatically respect her, so I'm like, I maybe mean, she's so authority, but. Which yeah. <laughs> I can, I <I'm> just contested this, <laughs>
2: just a slightly. I don't know if you've ever tried to tell Mary Mae what to do ever, but it doesn't work. And especially when you're trying to keep her safe, walking into a car when she's
4: blind because she's just had LASIK surgery surgery.
2: and is hungry and has decided that she's going to just walk into the next.
4: That is true. That is absolutely true. Um, but uh, when I realize it's the kind of situation I have to be deferential to the person in power, I usually turn like automatically turn into a huge suck up. Yeah. So um, yeah. we uh, we answer all her questions on the elevator, and then she does that thing where she's like, "Run!" Yeah. We're like, so, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but it was also really nice because in most other places, I think that they would just be like. Hey, 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 you missed your flight. Yeah, you have to buy, you know, another seven hundred dollar ticket back to the United States or whatever. Yeah. So,
0: where'd you guys land? Where'd you guys land? Frisco uh, or Seattle? Was it Seattle?
4: I think I want to say
2: yeah. it was Seattle. Yeah, most flights out of Alaska, you cannot in and out of Alaska, you cannot avoid going to Seattle or Portland, which
4: is okay. great because Seattle is. Um, it gives you a nice little city to stop in. Yeah. Locked down so you don't get the deep vein thrombosis or whatever. I
0: know, jeez. I'm gonna thrombosis. get that being on this COVID lockdown. Jeez.
4: I that know. Sitting is the new smoking.
2: Okay. I was talking right. to my friend about it. Someone like the office or thing said, "Hey, sitting is the new smoking," and that's You're why like, she that's why she wanted a stand up desk. That was her justification. We're like, okay, oh that's gosh. kind of weird. And then when I went on a trip to New Zealand it was like a six hour flight along followed by like an eight hour flight. And when my friend and I got off the six hour flight, we were like, okay, we're not sitting down for this whole layover, this whole two hour layover, no sitting. Cause we have an eight hour flight after that. Yeah. 30 minutes into us standing. We're like, Oh my gosh, I just want to sit. <laughs> we're like,
3: it is the new smoking. This is crazy. <laughs>
0: I know. I yeah. Would, so I, I think, uh, Yeah, I've just been, you know, walking the dog as much as I can, hopefully getting some exercise from that, trying to stay active during this weird situation that we're all in, you know. Some of us are all in it. Some of us, you know still able to stay active a little bit but here in socal you can't be as you know just can't be out there's just too many people and we are a hot zone here in riverside county so it's kind of it's weird it's kind of scary because some of the stuff that i see i'm just like uh you guys probably should not be out here man but then i'm not i don't want to be a karen so i'm just like i'll just shut up and go to my house and stay inside right i I understand uh, 2020
4: is a bad year to be a karen
0: Tell me about it. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, I was going to ask you guys. Is uh, your middle name,
4: Karen? Is what? Zachary Karen Hernandez?
0: No. No. Oh, man. I would probably really hate myself if that was my... (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Anyways... I was gonna ask you guys, what was your do you remember there was a there was a night where we actually spent the night hanging out in Etiwan? Okay. And this is like the party part of town. It's near You know, it's like all the there's supposed to be clubs and stuff there. I don't you remember that, Alex? Yeah. And uh there was one night where we had the group of our hostel mates, right? We had everybody that we could try to get to like just go hang out together, one like huge like no, one just uh, huge group of people, and uh, I think there was, I think the four of us were like the last people standing uh, in that group of people that just went to... I
4: didn't like... go with you guys. That was you and Murphy. No? Wait, who else was there, though?
0: who ah! else was there. No? There was the Argentinian. <laughs> oh, wait, no, wait. You talking about the... No, Chilean, uh, they Chilean. They were Chilean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But do you remember yeah, there was which, a... By the way, what about club, club? Was it Club Thug? Club Hug or something like that? Club. Uh... Uh, thug
3: thug. <gasps>
2: yeah. No, Fug. Fug is like Fug, fug is yes. Life. <laughs>
0: yeah, Fug Life. Fug. Yes.
2: We danced. That was a really good time. Yeah. Yes. Hey, but before that, because, you know, I will say my best, my, my best memory, like the most heartfelt memory from that yeah. entire trip was that night before we went to Fug Life Club. Um, and that was we were at whatever club was like kind of the, the starter club. There were blue lights, there was house music or whatever playing and you guys had interest, introduced us to AMFs. Oh, and, and yeah, and I went and I won't say what that is. You can say it, but yeah. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> and I was like, sweet, this is great. And we were probably on like our third round oh, and then God. I don't know if you remember this, but I just jet upstairs. like out. Of, I'm like, Oh no! Because the bathroom was upstairs, and shortly before that, whatever shot, third shot, oh. I had gone to the restroom, and um, and then I real, realized when I was going to pay for this shot that I had left my wallet and phone on the back of the toilet, like a drunk, stupid person. And oh my god! So and I said that I was like, I left my wallet, and I ran upstairs, and I could hear you guys saying. It's gone. Like in the background, you guys were like,
3: It's gone forever. Like
2: And I and I was like I just knew it was gonna be gone. I was like, This is gonna be the moment where I'm stuck in Korea forever. I had my driver's license, it had everything, you know. Total, total learning moment here. And so I run upstairs, I go into the toilet that I was in and it's not there. And I was like, Yep, that's what I thought. Life is over, okay? And then I come out and just for some reason I decide to go into the bar that is that isn't adjacent to the bathroom and it's a much classier bar. It's quiet. It's, you know, looks like something that Ron Burgundy would be at. And, um, the lady looks at me, I walk in and she looks at me and said, did she, she said, did you leave a wallet in the bathroom? And I said, yes. And she looked at the ID and she gave it to me and she gave me my wallet, and my phone, someone had gone to the restroom and then brought it into that adjacent bar. And I, Something told me to check, yeah, to check in there, and wow. I did, and wow. I'm so
3: grateful. I remember and
2: that's that. when I like it is the most safe country. I would, that's, I would move to Seoul in a heartbeat.
3: That's so why safe. I love that idea,
1: because yeah. it it felt really safe. Like you could just walk around at like four or five in the morning by yourself and not worry about anyone messing with you. Yeah, I it do was so. really, really cool. And then there was always people around all the time. It didn't matter what time of the day, there was people hanging out at like uh, cafes and stuff all night.
2: So. Yeah, and there was so much going on, and it wasn't—it wasn't all partying, you know what I mean? Obviously, Itaewon and like certain areas were, but like yeah, there were a lot of yeah, interesting yeah. things to do. We went—we went to the most amazing tea shop I've ever been to in my life.
0: That's right. And then there you was tell about that.
2: Yeah, and there was a lot of historical stuff. I mean, there were just there was a lot going on, and they really—I would say actually the worst part about the only thing I didn't like about Seoul was how terrible the sewers smelled. Like when you, would, when you would stand on the sidewalk and you would be anywhere near a sewer grate, it was like actual death. Was penetrating. That's from the funny.
0: The funny thing is, like, we were there long enough to see the trash cycle happen at our at the building mm. at the hospital. Like, if we were there for like three weeks, and we've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, "Oh, uh, mm-hmm. this isn't necessarily, you know, like." I, don't know, I think it's first world problems for us. Maybe we're used to certain amenities. Uh. The strange thing is, I actually seen a squatting toilet inside of a restroom, like in a weird mall, um, mm-hmm. which was really interesting because I'd never, being a Westerner, you don't expect. You know, to end up walking up on a squatting toilet, and so it was like a real reality check for me. And I was Mm -hmm. like, "Uh, Alex, I think we should just keep moving, bud. Let's just keep going. (laughs) So yeah, it was just, uh, it was, it was tough. But but the thing is like one thing for me and Alex I know was hard is like we're large men so we're like I'm 6'1 he's 6'4 so you guys did definitely
2: stand out in the crowd yes, for we sure we did
0: we stood out like a sore thumb I'm really dark I even had a boy approach me and asked if there was something like he was perplexed with my skin color because I was so dark you know so he <laughs> It was a weird, strange thing to, to actually deal with. Perplexed, oh, he's color.
3: confused by it. Yes, exactly. Like, I don't he's understand like, your pigmentation. We
0: were on the subway together and he walks up to me and he goes, your skin color, I am perplexed. That's it, that's all he said. Do you remember all the weird clothes that people would wear
2: that would wow. have like, yes. they would say things in English that made zero sense? It was
0: all fake, all fake like yes. Supreme and Gucci stuff. Oh, my my gosh. And
2: I think, didn't we go to Gangnam together? Like, we went to some sort of richier, choppy area, and the train was super crowded, and I remember getting, like, that was the only time I felt, like, actually claustrophobic. But in Alaska, you just don't have experiences like that, where you're jammed on a train with people that you're, like, literally touching their bodies because there's no extra space. And there was this this older Korean lady who you always, like, you always respect the elder generation. They always sit down. Like, if there's a situation where you're sitting and they're standing, then you're doing something wrong. And there was this older lady who was, like, really aggressively picking her nose. <laughs> and then she touched me then, and was like, oh, sit down. And I was like, no.
3: <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm
0: good. I'm
2: good. I'm good. I wonder how she's doing in this pandemic. She's I wonder.
0: Right, gosh. I'm, well, from what I heard, is that South Korea did a pretty good job of like tracking everybody. They employed some kind of like cell phone tracking system, I think. They're supposed to be like the one of the most like high tech like telecommunication places in the world. So I agree. Did
4: you guys get to, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. Do you ever get to take advantage of the national, they have like a national Groupon type deal? No,
2: no. Oh, it's an app. Yeah, it's an app, and you can't pay. There's a lot of things you can't pay for unless you have that app. But it's only in Korea. Uh... You two cut it out. Sorry, those are our dogs
1: that are playing. Like, oh, actually, games. I think I might have done something, because I had to buy League of Legends tickets last time I went last year.
3: Oh, you going back? you lucky?
1: I went back. I want to go oh. back
4: again. Oh, my
3: God. Would I you, have have
1: you let me know?
4: Another- Country. No, Alex. Let, let me, me know the- and I'll go with
2: you because I. Or <laughs> I, we don't have to go together, but I want to go simultaneously. So that at least go yes. one person. In the entire country. Relive, you know relive I mean? the
0: magic. Oh man, those are just fun nights. It was just a good time. Oh, I man. want all of us to go back. I, I feel like. But wait, if- wait.
4: That app is the sh. is sh- 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 it?
0: Oh, yeah.
4: Because well- we went out with um a local, a local. Yeah, and she got us. We got massages. Massages that were like, it was like two hours long and they were, um, they were, they were like 60 or 70% off. Wow. What was it? Murphy, we ended up getting like Thai massages for $20 and it was a two hour long massage.
1: Wow. Was, $10 an hour. That's and it was,
4: talking. uh, it was, I'm pretty sure that it was, uh, after midnight. Oh, wow. which you know may or may not be a requirement for you,
0: you know, so we we stayed in Etiwan. Uh, alex and i and we stayed literally a block away from the uh the red light district that's there in Etiwan. and we had no idea like one night i was so is
4: that, <laughs> what's on the menu
0: at the red light district yeah uh mostly oh, it's mostly it's mostly
1: transvestites and it's been taken over a lot it's crazy, because um, I was taken there once, because I was like, where's this red light district at? Right. And, yeah, it's an, it's it's a lot. Like, there's just little, like, there's, it's like a whole row, like a row that goes upwards. So, like, the whole thing is a bunch of, like, tranny bars, okay. which are basically, like, prostitute bars, right? <laughs> so Their own personal bars. And we then you just see the women coming approached. Yeah, you see the women coming out and try to like lure you in. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, the person I was with, she like asked me if I'm used to trannies. Like, I'm from basically Bay Area. So, yeah, we have a lot of, I have like a lot of family, friends, like cross dress and do the, you know, the, that type of stuff. So, I'm used to, I'm just not used to how open the prostitution is. Yeah. (laughs) So. It was a little intense because I remember I saw like a cop like going up with his little cute, you know, how the cops in Korea have their cute little vests
0: oh,
4: very like, yes,
0: yeah, walking it's, up. And they
4: have like a little white band, like, yes, yeah. a little band,
0: they look like little cross guards.
4: And a safety officer,
1: yes, they it, it, it's it was cute. And so, like, one of the ladies was talking, was like, up, and it turns out like he go. he's a regular, so it's it's pretty wild.
0: Yeah, I I uh there was one night too. I remember we had an encounter mm-hmm. with a police officer, a Korean police officer. He uh somebody in Whoa. our and just like totally dropped. Uh... Yeah. You never told me that. Oh. This my... is like a <laughs> I'm telling you.
4: Now. <laughs> like our... She's very smart, dude. Oh my gosh.
0: My dog impresses me like that too. And he's kind of, he was like a runt, I guess, of his family. But when I, when I, when I actually got him, he was given to me. I fixed a guitar and they were like giving him as like, you know, payment. And uh, he was, he was with a bunch of chihuahuas and he was just kind of bigger. And I was like, you're not a chihuahua. Yeah. (laughs) And I turned out to get, I turned out to get, uh, it turned out he was like this, he's this weird hybrid between like Beagle, German Shepherd. And so he's just this. Cool looking like oh. small beagle shaped German Shepherd. It's really strange, but he Yeah. yeah everybody looks at him, they're he like, has- What is he? So yeah. like, Can you a-
4: roll that beautiful bean footage? Yeah, do oh. you have any baby footage?
0: <laughs> do I have any of his baby footage?
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Well can
4: you just like point your laptop in his direction?
0: Oh wait, oh yeah. Let me see if I, let me see if I get him over here.
4: Sorry, we're getting... Russell. Is his name Brussels Sprout? It's Russell.
0: Brussels <laughs> Sprout, BS. Come here, son. That's what I call my son, so... Where's he at? Come here. Yeah, Oscar's coming. Come here. Yeah, BP. You
3: turn yeah, devil. There he is. <gasps> oh! oh. oh. Look at that! <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: He's, uh, he's a little ham. He's a ham. He gets all the actually he just got sponsored. He just got sponsored on Instagram. So yeah, I, cause I, I Yeah, cuz I Oh my I, God, I, does I that even me? Yeah, I don't know what
2: that so did you get free toilet paper or like
3: dog
0: dog you know, gifts I, I you know, so what so right now the way the deal works is that um any product that he wears from the boutique that is gonna sponsor him, they'll give him a coupon code which they whoever chooses to buy a product or they see his coupon code and they use that, they'll get like fifteen percent off. But he'll get fifteen percent of the proceed that they pay for whatever they use in buy in the store so yeah
4: to buy these clothes
0: yes <coughs> to buy his clothes to buy his toy he's spoiled he has every toy in the book you know so, but
4: it sounds like it
2: if he's sponsored yes. oh man but you know what though i would say he's doing the work
0: he is doing to get the
2: work. to get that stuff so like he deserves that stuff because oh, yeah. he's out there he's on the streets yes he's making he's making money off that face you know <laughs> yes he is that's him
0: Oh yeah, we de- we I'm definitely selling selling that little uh cute little smile of his cuz everybody when they see him they're like, "Oh my god, what is he?" And I'm just like, "You know what? I'm going to put him on Instagram." It took a year, but he got it. So <laughs> He blew up. He blew, blew up. up. Um but no, yeah. The I I just kind of I don't know if I'm going to do it yet, but um they kind of give they already reached out to us and stuff, and so I was like, "Oh, I'll think about it." Um because then at the end of the day, I kind of feel bad because I'm like, I don't want to exploit my dog, but he is super cute, you know, and if he can pay Even, for his own dog food. <laughs> I think
2: like, if it was you, how would you feel about it? Because like, then then you will know whether it's exploitation or not, because I consider it him getting a job.
0: Yeah, That's what he's, I he's a working boy. He's a working dog. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: I keep asking Zephyr. I'm like, when are, when are you going to get a job? What are you going to contribute to this family?
0: Did you just say your dog's name is Zephyr right now?
2: Yeah, do you know what that means? Everyone's like, What is a Zephyr?
0: <laughs> I know what it means. It means oh, um, man. I think it's a calm breath, I believe. It's a, a
2: it's a calm wind, like a like a, a westerly wind. It's actually from the Greek god Zephyros, um, which is the god of the western wind. So it's like a it's t- to be specific and ridiculous, it's actually like a a a calm, warm breeze from the west in the northern latitudes. Wow. Sometime around the summer solstice. But in common vernacular, it's just like a warm breeze. A warm, gentle breeze.
0: That's funny. Um
2: That was really that was really ridiculous and pretentious immediately. No,
0: no, 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 it's cool.
2: cool. That was the first word I learned as a kid that I was like, That's a cool word. And so that's it just stuck with me. They look at me funny when I say it. So for you to have been like like a big giant smile was really nice. That was the first time that's happened.
0: Yeah, no, I really like the name now. Hey, what's up, dude? We got Moon back on the line. Moon. Welcome to Love Line, Moon. New Moon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: I, I actually, like, regardless of whether we're recording or not, I would actually like to know the answer to Mary's question before you guys' O face was frozen in time and the whole thing stopped.
3: What was yes. question? Um,
2: what, uh, m- Was your name Moon because you, because of the Korean aspect or?
1: Oh, no. I just—I always had like a really cool fascination with the moon since like ever, since I was little. So I what's just your
2: like, what's your zodiac sign? If you don't mind me asking. <sighs>
0: <laughs> I think I think I'm a Sagittarius. Uh, I can't remember.
2: You're Aquarius. Okay, I'm a Cancer, I'm, and they I'm are a, like <laughs> on the moon. That's why I say that because the moon is a big deal in my life. So that's why I was curious. I was like,
1: hmm. I'm cancer. I was born in July.
2: You were born in July, mm-hmm. then you're definitely a cancer, God. bro. That's not true. You could be a Leo also.
1: I identify as an Aquarius. Though. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. No, I'm kidding.
3: I, I get
2: it. That's a whole nother, like radio topic, Zodiac Science. Don't yeah. get Mary started. Don't oh get my me goodness. started.
1: Hey, no. I was my, ask. Mine's the crab. Mine's the crab boy. That's what
0: my sub-
2: Crab boy, yeah cancer
0: what's up i was yeah. I was going to ask um what what do you do in alaska cuz i remember, like remember for work? yeah i remember you mentioning something about like the state or something i can't i can't remember exactly what you called oh wow yeah yeah we're we recording. Are recording yeah we're recording uh, you don't oh, have to like right. say don't you do. don't, don't give me no details or anything like that but like you know what's yeah, experience yeah. like
2: oh, my no i i i'm an open book um no i work i'm an environmental specialist with the state of alaska wow. um Simply put, which I mean that sounds cooler than what it is I mostly like <clears throat> go out on field visits, review reports make sure people are cleaning up oil spills appropriately, make sure people are okay. preventing oil spills especially oil companies who are known to spill things regularly um, but we also do like vessel groundings and uh, you know car accidents, tank truck rollovers um, just all kinds of things i mean that's actually why i've stayed this is the the longest i've stayed with a position um by choice that sounds really but because i really because it's different all the time and um because i'm in a not only you know am i in a place where i feel like there's still a chance to really
3: save the environment yeah yeah, um protect it
2: but also um there's a lot of flexibility because I mean I work I work in a small office like in a field office Soldatna is a is a field office um, from the main central offices so like it's like a remote of a remote area
0: yeah um, like a so. forward operating base out in the middle of
2: nowhere that I oh. love that you just said forward operating base. Have you taken ICS 300 or 400? Is that what you no, what are you doing? No, what do you sad, do?
0: The sad thing is that I play Minecraft and this is something that that Alex and I have we've this is a lingo that we created. All of our like uh-huh. little we make these little maps and stuff and so on the maps the way they're lo- the way they're logoed, there's little outposts and the outposts we call them forward operating bases because we're discovering new areas on the maps, you know? So yeah. The furthest point it- away from base we call Forward operating base. Yeah.
2: Forward operating base. No, okay. it's a and it's a realistic thing in like, and you can apply it to so many genres of your life. A forward operating, you know, spot. Yeah. I, we'll say base, but yeah, you could do it in like, even in like a like a mental space, like a yeah. forward operating thought, or like you know,
0: no, I so, get you. Um, I feel, I'm vibing mm-hmm. with you. I get you.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's,
0: so I, I uh. The the weird. Okay, so you work in, in like in the environmental and stuff like that. What are the what are the odds that you see like some amazing wildlife out there? Because I feel like that's like probably something that people think about. Like we're out in Alaska, you'd imagine to see a ton of wildlife.
2: Right. We so I've seen.
0: I mean, I've seen lots
2: of bears, lots of bears, wow. and then like you see like wolverines, wolves. Um. Although Is a wolverine? I. Yeah, I got to see a wolverine, but it wasn't actually on the job. That was a side. That was a side deal. Um, okay. So, I was on the Seward Highway, uh-huh. and it it was this... Like, it was about the size of a dog, but yeah. it had it, it looked like a skunk. It looked like a skunk, and it okay. ran with its... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the first time was said it was... But um, okay. it was probably... I mean, it's hard to say because it was, like, maybe 100 feet in front of me. Scamper and Pepsero. Scamper and Pepsero. Wow. But it, and it was close to Seward, yeah. And then they have... And then... um yeah, but in the but I don't get to see things like polar bears. I've never seen a polar bear. People wow. that the, the there's unit like maybe there's only like ten left. Yeah, no. so <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. and, and I'm only and I'm based out of the like we're a coastal region. We're, uh-huh. So if this is Alaska, like yeah. this is the state of Alaska, we're like right here in this little, little right area, here, yeah, So we're
4: coastal. like Korea. Yeah, about probably about the same
2: size. Wow. Probably so. um, Polar bears are up north in the tundra, and we don't get to go up there very often. That is literally a thousand miles away. So,
0: jeez, see that stuff. And uh, Mary, what about you? What, What kind of work do you do in Alaska? Do you, if you don't mind asking, or me asking?
4: Um, I manage a dental practice.
0: Oh wow! Cool. Awesome.
4: She keeps my teeth
2: <laughs> there. <laughs> Look how beautiful they are! I'm getting Invisalign because of her, actually. Not oh, it's not her, because her. of her. Being in, in with her assistance. Yeah. Uh, so, guidance and nurturing.
4: So, I, uh, sorry, my dog just decided to tell to be um, Oh, hello,
3: baby. Sorry. The people awesome. on the podcast will be able to see that. Yeah.
0: Um, you it's no it's dog. not video it's just audio it's just all audio Australian based.
4: Shepherd Doodle Nick. Wow. <laughs> he weighs 22 pounds and is all muscle and un
3: okay oh i'm gonna
4: say uncut but that's just probably too dirty <laughs> <laughs> no i uh i manage a dental practice
0: cool awesome and uh, i mean i think a lot of times like for me, like, I imagine everybody's on the Discovery Channel out there, like, really? calling wood. Oh, can you, you guys can't hear me? Off. Oh. Can you guys hear me now? Go away, cutie.
4: Yeah, you are cutie. Okay. Well,
2: that's a bummer. God damn it, dude. It might
4: be the maybe, video. maybe
0: we just. All right. We are back. We are back. A um, few little mishaps happen with our connection. this is a long long distance call. we're calling from I'm, from I'm in California Southern California and you guys are all the way in Alaska and we're doing this online so um, you know I expected this to happen and uh, but're we're, we're rolling with the punches so it's all good. Anyways, yeah, let's. uh, I kind of wanted to switch gears here, real quick. I know we talked about a lot of fun, interesting things. You know, we got into our Korea trip and stuff, and we talked about Alaska a little bit. Um, But I wanted to switch uh, gears here, and uh, maybe, uh, not maybe, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to uh, share with us um, information in regards to um, women's rights and feminism in Alaska. And I think this is a. For me it's a important story um to hear and to listen to uh because you know i have an opportunity to ask the questions and i think um uh, you know if you guys, are, you guys are so gracious enough to share your answers and share your thoughts and i really appreciate that so um yeah i don't want to i, I kind of want to get into that are you guys you guys cool with that or
2: <laughs> <laughs> we would hate to talk about women's rights <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. Thank you so much for for doing this this uh, this part of the podcast with us. Um, Can I ask them what prompted you to uh,
4: steer the conversation in this direction?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, after my Korea trip, I met my my wife uh, because, as you know, Alex and I we were, I was, we were trying to try try, uh, try Tinder out in South Korea. Do you- and I didn't get any single... I was going to say,
4: maybe we should try your phone. It...
0: Oh. That is funny. That is funny.
2: <laughs> it's really like that. It's You don't miss crowds and the lower 48 and all the hassles that come with urban life until you <clears throat> are trying to do a podcast and the <laughs> internet craps out on you four times in a row. So.
0: Right. So, I mean, I think it's it's a cool thing that we're bringing this message back from Alaska and we're able to share it with the lower 48. So, um, but I, I want to follow up your, your question, Mary, you'd said, what kind of prompted me to steer the, the, the conversation here. And, um, I just want to say like when Alex and I were in Korea, I had tried Tinder with him and we were just, you know, having a fun, fun time, uh, single guys, you know, what do you expect from us? And, uh, you know nothing happened for me but when i came home i still used my tinder app for like a week and the first person to respond to me was my wife and that was the first and only person i ever met from tinder and we kicked it up we hit it off and then we became best friends and you know now now we're married but um my wife has actually um kind of talked to me about it a bit and bring it up and sort of kind of uh you know probe the discussions and um You know, I think maybe two years ago, I wasn't necessarily interested in really hearing or even getting into it, but I think over the last year and a half, um, you know, some of the things that she has raised awareness in my, you know, understanding about, uh, I think is necessary to continue to try and further that. Um, Not just, you know, in my own life, but hopefully through this podcast, we can continue that message. And um, like I said, my wife really was an influence in that because- before is a little different you know maybe i wouldn't have listened to it maybe i was just a young dumb single guy but i think now it's you know i'm trying to consider as many um people's stories as possible and try to not be try to enlighten my uh perspective and try to humanize that perspective because a lot of times we dehumanize a subject because we have preconceived ideas about it. And I think that's the way it is with feminism and women's rights. Um, and so I've, I kind of wanted to hopefully maybe remove some of those barriers, have a conversation and, you know, provide some sort of productive, comp- you know, productive way forward, you know, hopefully.
4: <laughs> so what I'm hearing is, oh, Sorry. <laughs>
0: all good don't, don't worry um the audio we can fix that i'll fix it right now um all right cool we're good
4: so what i'm hearing is that you're kind of new to the conversation about feminism or being a feminist
0: uh yes i would i i definitely say i'm re- relatively new to the idea of feminism and stuff like that my wife has obviously you know talked to me about a bit about It and has shared her thoughts, and um, I want to be as um, I don't know, I I don't, I don't really know how to say it, but like it, you know. There's sometimes I think our social conditionings, you know, we have these ideas, and we don't, we're not able to view certain things a different way because of how long we've thought of it a particular way, and so I think Mm -hmm. uh, my wife has done a really good job of helping me, uh, maybe considering a different perspective and this is sort of me exploring that you know and wanting to enlighten my perspective of it and wanting to yeah like in
4: the way that you i'm so sorry i should have
0: no 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 no. great please i i talk way too much but i think you guys are the professionals about the subject and in in (laughs) considering i'm the other person that's the microphone right now so um but that's kind of like the um, the reason why I wanted to speak with you, and especially because it's Alaska, uh, this is some a story that I don't think has necessarily uh, been spoken about, or maybe is even heard about in the lower forty-eight in regards to women's rights and uh, feminism in Alaska. So I couldn't honestly think of a better uh, question to ask you guys if you guys would be you know willing to handle this question because it's just you know I think it's necessary and I think people would gain knowledge from it that would help us.
2: Right. No, absolutely. I, what I'm hearing from all of that is that your wife is a lovely lady and you are a lovely person for being open and accepting to new ideas. Or at least recognizing that there are ideas that um, you're... not I shouldn't even say ideas, but like um, the concept of living in another person's shoes and um, considering what it's like to be put on this planet in a different body in a different situation and knowing that you can't really know what that's like without actually being in that situation um and just being aware of that i think is a huge is a huge thing and if everybody did that then i think a lot of things would be different so um uh and but the relation it was interesting that you made the comment about the relationship between feminine feminism and alaska because there's actually like a pretty common bumper sticker here that's like women how does it go marry like women in alaska become
4: the men that they wanted to marry <laughs> wow <laughs> which is something like i don't know i strongly stand beside instead of like trying to to marry the ideals that you see become what you desire
2: yeah, fill that, fill that gap yourself, you know, in a, and I think, like, that goes both ways, I think, for both genders. I think a lot of it is just equalizing, um, like, equalizing what you can and recognizing that there are differences um, and that that doesn't necessarily mean that one is lesser than the other, you know, um, and that everyone should be paid the same for the same amount of work. <laughs> so
4: We're telling about it, right? <laughs> Which doesn't happen <laughs> like really? in alaska or across most of the united states
2: and i will say it's actually interesting because there's a lot of so up here um there are a lot of like uh construction type jobs or like um like i don't even want to say labor jobs because they're actually very specific like you know engineering operator type things um and uh one of my friends was the she's a-
0: i'm sorry um one second one second
2: that was just saying that there's my friend is a female uh, was the first female operator in Alaska um for a power plant up here. Um wow. And so yeah, I just think Maybe you're more common to, to see that up here. Yeah, is. an operator, so the like a essentially like a technician on a power plant working on turbines. Wow. And um different things like that. So
4: managing mechanical yeah, engineering me- exactly.
2: issues. Exactly, operating the equipment.
0: Wow, that's awesome! You know,
2: I, so I just think it's more like maybe it's maybe it's more common, or at least per capita up here, it's more common. You know, you'll find just in general a lot of self-sufficient-minded people.
0: Yeah. So uh, that reminds me, I was watching. A, I was. I was watching the Discovery Channel again. I'm so sorry. I. I know. Like. A, I guess Alaska I love Discovery. The Discovery Channel. Okay. Well you don't have to qualify. Mm-mm. Cool. All right. So, uh, the Discovery Channel, um, I you know, I always see these people out in like the woods doing these crazy things and stuff. But one there was a show I was watching and there was an older couple, an elderly couple and they were trying to give away their plot of land to a younger couple. And there was a a, a moment where the, el- the 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 gentleman said in Alaska you can't be sexist because every pair of hands is a pair of hands. And at some point you have to recognize that survival is based on how we can work together, not how we can, you know, see differences in each other. And I never thought that before, but I think Alaska, like that show, I heard that and I was like, wow, that's a crazy thought. Do you think that, is that the, is that where I'm hearing something along that lines or?
2: I absolutely agree. I think when you're talking about, and especially in something that, like a hundred years ago, and even to some degree now, it's about survival. And so when you're talking about survival, there's really no room for social norms that don't fit into what is um, appropriate for that situation. You know what right. I mean? Um, for 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 social norms that aren't useful. Um, and I think subjugating genders for... Like, there was a time and place where it was useful to have one gender doing one thing and one gender doing another, you know, and I'm not here to say that that's like, you know, not like recognizing that and honoring that that is like honoring that there was a time and place where there was a useful purpose for this segregation, um, is not, that's, that's not sexist to say that, you know, but we live in a world now where that's not necessarily the case, but in Alaska where you live in a world that's like a natural equalizer because, you need, you just need people, um, and more hands, like you said, you know, for just for survival, you know, for work. So.
0: And, I, and that, that, that statement itself kind of really got me to think about it. And I kind of like, you know, I thought, you know, I kind of approached my wife and was like, should I ask? I don't really know, but I think it would be something interesting to get their perspective because of that particular statement, you know, and she obviously was just like, well, I think you should, you know, and I'm so glad I did now because this is obviously, you know, i i i want i'm all ears you know so i want to hear and understand and um so i guess like so in regards to like the lower 48 um women's rights and feminism in alaska is there has there been like a historic sort of like a you know history for that or is this something like that's more like like new is this like a newer movement for alaska
4: so i'm actually gonna speak from a very different position than Alyssa. okay um so alaska um experiences rates of sexual abuse uh domestic violence stds um at a rate more than double any other state in the lower 48 um oh. violence against women is like markedly higher here than anywhere else in the country and um there like uh, there is a subset to the violence against women that is like specifically directed at violence towards indigenous women um that incurs like its own set of data that is uh horrifying in many different ways. And I would say that Alaska um, coming into its own as a state uh, has happened much more recently than most of the rest of the country. And so when other, like, we weren't even a state when the rest of the country had women fighting, like, the abolitionist, like, fight for our ability to vote. And so by the time we became a state, most of the rest of the country recognized a woman's right to vote. And so um, there's a lot of catching up that needs to happen because a lot of these conversations haven't ever been had um, on a state level.
0: Wow. that
4: That's just my um, perception of things.
0: Wow. I'm think that's, uh, see that kind of insight. I would have never even, I haven't, you know, I would have never heard of that. Do you think, um, man, that was just a real, that was a really deep answer. And it's kind of, it was kind of shocking, you know, to hear those things. Um, wow. I'm sorry. It's just just, it I've, I've, i want to be like more, um, I don't know how to, you know, I, I'm trying to do the best I can to kind of, uh, I guess, moderate this conversation. And um, it's just kind of, it's just difficult after kind of hearing those kinds of things, you know. So I just want sure. to do it best I can to continue to handle this sort of stuff. Um,
4: like as a state, we're having a syphilis epidemic as well as a, a coronavirus epidemic.
2: See, yeah, I didn't even know that. That's interesting. There's, I will say too, the domestic violence rates are higher for women too, in the sense of like men, women getting domestic violence charges on men as well, just to like, just to like, not to, you know,
4: rates of domestic
0: just
2: abuse ab- in general are higher here, you know, and, and, um, so- and especially in, in villages, um, and remote areas and, uh, it is. It's a, it is an epidemic that's gone on for quite a while here and you wouldn't know it, you know, and, and like, you wouldn't see it all the time, but it's just something when you look at the rates, if you were to Google it, you would be, yeah, you'd be shocked. Um, and, and it's interesting to have, I feel like that kind of dynamic where, you know, women and men are working the same jobs and at home their women are getting beat up you know or abused um and maybe it's because of i don't i can't even begin to explain what the right what the dynamic is i mean there's got to be a million reasons you know but um but yeah it's there's it's there's a a lot of that i feel like where there's not like there's not like a do you feel like there's a there's a sentiment like there is in the lower 48 as much and maybe that's not the case anymore, but like that sentiment that like girls do this and boys do this. Like, do you feel like that is that is an ex- an existing um, component in society here? Because I I haven't felt that, but again, like I don't I see a different side, you know. And I work with I don't know maybe it's the work I'm in I don't know, but I there are just as many women doing the types of jobs that men are. I shouldn't say just as many, but there are a surprising number of women doing those types of jobs that you wouldn't think of, especially me being from Texas and, like, where those kinds of, like, social norms are still very right. much in place. Exactly. Um, you know, so it was kind of a, it was a thing for me to recognize that. Um, but everything Mary said about the domestic abuse and the domestic violence component is 100% correct, you know? So that's, like, uh how do you reconcile those two things like women being your equal in some ways i wouldn't even say equal because I, I can't say that men that employ women consider them their equal and i know that my friend actually experienced some amount of uh discrimination like just a lack of respect from other from other operators you know other um technicians and stuff out there because that's that's just their that's just the norm, you know,
0: yeah. I don't know. No, I, I totally get you. I understand it because like in, in his, in, um, I, you know, my, in the, in like Mexican culture, there's like, an uh there are things that, you know, men are supposed to do. You're supposed to be an alpha male, a macho dude, and supposed to take care of your house and provide. And the woman's supposed to be in the kitchen and cook and all these things and have all the skills to raise the baby. And there are those social, things that you know our culture creates for us and they create that sort of this is how it should be or at least we're taught that it's just a social norm i guess or social conditioning um and like you said i think you said you said something really important was that alaska as an environment sort of neutralizes that and exposes that the the misunderstanding i guess in that um and the fact that you know i have i think it's something that like You know, like I said, in the Mexican culture, it's something that we have the amounts of, like, um, gosh, domestic violence and stuff like that are even higher, you know, in some cases. And, and, you know, so I know that those kinds of things exist in, like, these communities. Um, But to hear, like, you know, what's happening with, like, you know, indigenous people in Alaska and stuff like that, like, I haven't considered these numbers or even thought to even... You know, Google these this type of thing, and so it's just like for me, it's just hearing these things is kind of it's just I don't not shocking, but you know, you're trying to take it all in, and um, man, I just really appreciate you guys doing this. This is amazing. I'm learning so many things right now. Like it's awesome. Um, another question, real quick. I just kind of want to follow that up. Uh, do you think that your um, do you feel that your local and state and government handle like domestic and sexual abuse? reports seriously is that something that they you know think are handling appropriately or
4: um can you hear me yeah i can hear okay sorry um so it's mary and i uh it is my personal belief that um the way the local and state government handles uh, reports of uh sexual assault um and violence is on par with the rest of the country and it may be very cynical of me to say this but I feel like most of the men who are accused of sexual violence um and assault go they don't have to answer for their crimes in general and um, the Alaska, or excuse me, Anchorage Dispatch News, in partnership with ProPublica, um, the nonprofit organization, um, recently published an ongoing expose regarding um, instances of sexual violence and/or assault against women that have had varying degrees of um accountability i suppose um and you know like not to get into too much detail but my own personal experience has been like calling the police um after an incident and basically being told like oh okay yeah thank you for that information and then nothing at all happening. So um, I I don't think that our state or local government does enough, and I don't think our national government does enough for um, cases of sexual assault and violence.
0: Right, and and it's 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 very true. You know, I agree with you. Nationally, we don't do enough. Um, you know man that's a whole like can of worms oh jesus um you know what about um i'm I, you know I wrote some questions that my wife kind of helped me frame some of these questions that i prepared but it's i'm just finding difficulty really trying to find places to put them in just because it's like the stuff that you're telling me it just kind of like i don't want to be inappropriate or as far as like um you know i i, I want people to hear the severity of the information that you're that you're telling us and so like i you know i I wish i was a better host i'm so sorry
4: (laughs) i think you're doing a terrific job and like i said you are leaning into your vulnerability which um no matter what comes out of it you're growing from it and so am i so i appreciate the opportunity to be your guest
0: thank you so much thank you thank you so much um street street harassment you know, I'm I'm on I'm a, I'm a frequent Reddit user, and one of my you know things that I see a lot of times are the testimonies of you know women that have had to deal with street harassment. And um, is that a is that a prevalent issue that you guys face in Alaska, or you know like?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in moving to Alaska, the incidence of catcalling has dropped like. I don't know, which is so ironic, <laughs> right? Because there's
2: there's less women. Well, that's what you're kind of believe, led to believe until you kind of ingrain yourself in the culture in society. But like, let you know more men, less women, and you know. But yeah, I don't think there's been catcalling, which is not an appropriate it's, term to use, but it's um,
4: it's definitely not what I experienced where I grew
2: up. Yes, exactly. Yeah, That's it's actually significantly lower, and I don't know if it's because of the structure of the way things are here like people aren't just hanging out on corners you know what i mean it's too cold for that (laughs) people are inside in their homes yeah (laughs) um so there's there's just less of that that i've seen but that doesn't mean that that's not a thing it's just i haven't seen it as much
0: right 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 yeah no because i i you know it's funny it's like now i'm like uh you know i, I spent some time on reddit and stuff like that you're like man like this is just kind of getting old like i really wish people would just kind of just be quiet you know like i don't understand <laughs> i don't get it there's nothing tasteful about it you know um, right and because this is a thing too this i had this thought you imagine like in the 50s right like a a male a man would just be like hey and he would just ask a girl who's 13 14 years old come here he would just tell her that and she would willingly walk over to this man who's 30 something years old, you know, mm-hmm. and he would what he'd do to an instructor real quick and tell her something. And then he'd probably marry her at age 15 or something, you know, and and I think about that today and I'm thinking like, what in God's name were people thinking like because, you know, I think like the madman era and you think about women's mm-hmm. rights then and you think about, you know, just the different sort of like uh just the way women were treated and I, I, I had that thought and I'm thinking in today's society, if you were to, if someone were to try to do that, the amount of times they probably, you know, I, I know I'm sure it's still, I know it happens. I know it still happens today, but like, you know, it's just so you, if you think about that scenario today, you're like, that is so like, it's so disgusting. Like, I can't believe it, you know, but that's where we were as a society, you know, during that time.
2: And it's a different, it, the thing that I'm, that I'm really, excited about the future for with the whole with the me too movement and all of this is that like it it will be easier for women on a case-by-case basis to just say no or like i'm you don't you know or like no you don't get to talk to me that way or no you don't get to look at me that way or no you don't get to treat me that way um i don't care what you know position in this company or this society that you hold like i don't need to i don't have to put up with that whereas back in a different time, there was this just ingrained sense of, like, you don't talk about things, you don't, you know, I know that in my mom's generation, even, that was very much the case, it was, like, you just, you just don't talk about some things, and, um, and as, like, onerous as it can be to kind of go through those, these, like, movements that are coming out about it, it is necessary for people to know that, um, They can stand up for themselves because ultimately that's what it is, is that on an individual basis, humans need to stand up for themselves in any given situation. If you don't want someone touching your butt, it is your job to say, I don't want you touching my butt. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, maybe that's a really.
4: (laughs) And also, you know, like as a woman who observes someone touching a girl's butt, it's my job to say get your hands off her butt you know yeah. if she did she doesn't... say it was okay for you to touch her butt did you ask first
2: <laughs> yeah there's a there's a lot more self-regulating and that's what needs to happen you know it shouldn't get to the point to where we're going on witch hunts people should be able to stand up for themselves and um and then i think you know people and i'm not saying you shouldn't be allowed to hit on someone i'm just saying that um like People should be able to say no and stand up for themselves without any repercussion. Yeah. You know, um, always.
4: And I, I don't think at any point should someone touching your butt without your consent be. equilibrate to <laughs> being hit on. To being flirted with. Yeah, well, that's that's flirting. not, tech, yeah, that's not like tactical and that is not how you engage yeah. someone yeah. that you're interested it in it doesn't matter if he's your boss or any of it that's <laughs> well that that enters a whole nother cadre of problems
3: jeez I mean,
4: yeah, not to right. minimize it. i laugh i laugh but i mean that's it's a
2: real thing that happens pretty pretty frequently and i know a lot of females that don't that are that don't want to marry don't want to settle down you know with men or with uh, or just in settle down in general because um Of the things they experienced as a, as a child, you know, like being a babysitter and your, and the dad coming home and saying things that make you uncomfortable, you know, and knowing, and when, when you in some level equate, um,
0: relationships to that, that's
2: obviously what marriage is, is, you know, and especially if it happens enough times, you know, and I think we can all speak from experience that that does happen and that it's, we've all been witness to that probably. And I mean, I know you know, I know most of the women I know have experienced right. that. And so you don't have a, a very confident um, perception of marriage or men in general.
3: <laughs> well, so,
2: and that's not, and, and I really do stray on the like the moderate zone of like, I get, I get that we shouldn't all be living in fear all the time of just being able to comfortably flirt with someone and be afraid that they're going to come after you, you know, but also um, have some, have some self-respect and recognize that especially around young women that are under the age of 18 you are a reflection of what they view marriage to be and um so if you're being uh, somehow disingenuous about that then recognize that your damage is actually more than what you probably perceive it to be you know
4: hey i don't know if you know that full moon but the full moon is tonight
0: What? There's a full moon tonight. What? (laughs) Did you hear that, moon? There's a full moon tonight.
1: It's a full me out there tonight. It's a
2: full me. It's a full me out there tonight, (laughs) for sure. Did you, Alex's, Alex's zodiac sign is a cancer, but he doesn't want to pretend like it is. It's actually Pisces. Wait, what? He
4: identifies as a Pisces. Okay, so (laughs) your, your rising sign, or no, not your rising sign, your sun sign is cancer. Yeah. And, but you identify as a Pisces? No. Okay. Yes. Oh man,
3: what? I was like oh shoot,
4: oh, I misheard it. <laughs> Have no. you ever had your natal chart read? No. I told you not to get into this. I did this. I I Midnight I did. Well, this... I was going to say we could go like <laughs> offline and you could host like a private chat where we read your natal chart.
2: <laughs> Call me
4: now.
0: My what chart?
4: Natal. Your natal chart.
0: I'm, I would have no idea what that is. It doesn't
2: matter. You know what's great, though, about this episode? I mean, as much of, as we've just gone around the bush about everything, right. I really appreciate that Like we went from a very serious topic to... Astrology? <laughs> Moon's
3: <laughs> sun
2: sign. Moon's well, natal chart. You know, you know what I mean? That's a really good... I like that transition.
1: Well, what is that? I'm curious.
4: Well, I mean, you have to subscribe to our newsletter, <laughs>
0: God, <laughs> ladies have you, have and gentlemen, you, uh, have you have you heard about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, I
4: try to uh to not take those cards when I'm at the park. I think Jesus was a great guy. I don't know what you guys are talking
0: about. He was a chill dude. Hey, so um let's get i want to get back to the conversation that we're having because there's you know there's yes. a lot of important things here that. that no it's okay we this is the average Fouls podcast we're gonna break <laughs> yeah. out and have those little moments it's it's all good um this is i thought was a this is a question this next question i think was uh you know i'm i'm interested in hear your answer to this because i've seen this kind of stuff i've actually participated in this kind of stuff as far as like you know like being a part of the protocol um what I mean is like, what are your thoughts on women having to employ, you know, stay safe tactics by like walking in pairs? Because I, I've i been approached by my female friends like, hey, can you walk me to my car like after work? Um, you know, I've been a part of that before, you know, and, and, you know, I've I've definitely seen I was actually driving down the street and there was this young woman who was getting her phone snatched out of her hand. Right. And there was a guy who was just, you know, he was rough handling her and stuff like that, an ex or something. And she had pepper spray. And I'm thinking, like, this is a world that we live in where women have to ask people to walk into the car. They have to carry pepper spray. You know, they got to be home by 8 p.m. There's all these little, you know, things that you're told because of other things. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Can you guys kind of speak on that for a bit?
4: Yeah, I mean, it sucks. (laughs) Like, um, I grew up You know, and the same time that you and Alyssa pretty much grew up in, and my mom and dad, I was an only child, counseled me on like stranger danger. And like the expectation is that the world is full of dark and scary people. Um, And I have done as much as I can since the age of 16 to like combat that and just like, just like ride like a free wild. Shetland pony into the sunset. Or Shetland pony, and for the most part, it's panned out okay. Like, I mean, it's been it's been a really great ride. There's only been one decision that I made that I regretted, and it was like, you know, something that and like I should have listened to my gut, you know. But I've um I've taken taxis in Venice to. Margera, which is like the workers side of the canal and like party that you know all night long and i'm not trying to say that those women are not justified in their fear because they are um the world is a very dangerous place but i also think um like balancing your situational awareness um carrying and being prepared to use protection so like not just like arming yourself is completely useless if you're not prepared and capable of using that your protection. armament yeah, yeah like taser or knife or anything right like that little kitty <clears throat> cat oh and just
2: clarity like my dad i remember walking through the streets of person doing the same thing my dad would be like keep your head on a swivel and it has, and it has gotten me so many times where like, I wouldn't um, if you're just, if you just pay attention and that, cause that's not, this the truth is, is that you could take all the precautions in the world right. and something terrible could still befall you or you could, you know, be completely reckless probably like Mary and I have been and been extremely fortunate to have, you know, been on the favor of luck more times than not
4: yeah and i definitely feel like a lucky person that i haven't landed in the frying pan more than i have
2: yeah we're very entitled and we don't even realize it it's it's yeah but i think that yeah exactly that just like mentally preparing yourself more than anything like always at any given minute thinking you know what if this happened and just like mentally bracing yourself for it and and also physically you know um is a huge thing and it's unfortunate that we live in a world that is like that but even just re- that's that exists even beyond just the um gender gap and the you know the right, things right. that that brings but
0: um can so you know and I know like everywhere else in the country once again i don't hear anything about alaska because we're just so you know california's California. we don't hear anything about anything else in california except for la you know, so what do we what do we know except yeah. for hollywood um you know the me too movement huge you know huge thing all over social media platforms and stuff like that you see hashtag me too and stuff like that and um was that something that was you know did you see that in Alaska at all? Did you see any kind of people organizing around this movement in Alaska? Um,
4: I definitely saw people that I know, you know, making posts saying this was my experience with sexual abuse or sexual harassment.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think we in Alaska get a lot of the same internet um yeah, coverage i don't know what you would call it as anyone else maybe even more because we are inside a lot you know we are um pursuing that you know but um i know there was one rally there was one um like uh let's see 2000 2000- 2018, I think there was a rally that I, that I attended. Um, and it was, it's kind of cool to see something in our small town, which is like a population of, uh, like maybe 8,000 people, um, you know, to see like a hundred people or a hundred to 200 people just making a loop, you know, around, around a, the town square, um, holding signs about women's rights and um, or and we've had that a, a few times where there's just been like a small sect of people doing that and cars driving by and honking and showing support and yeah. it's it feels more personal you know what I mean than just yeah. um, when it's them you know and, and it's very like media centered um, so it's nice to know that we do have that here it just is probably to places like LA or any other city like it would be laughable <laughs> in contrast you know
0: so. oh but i think every every little bit helps you know like yeah. the, you know the thing is like you know in li- recently we've had the the george floyd you know th- uh, incident in black lives matter mm-hmm. that's you know has mm-hmm. is a movement that's going on right now that we're seeing a lot in the news in the little town that i'm from or that i you know moved from recently they had a small you know rally about it and i've seen some of the people in town sort of Poke fun at it and then some people that were in support of it and i thought you know like who would have thought in a little town like this that they would you know consider doing something uh, about something that's you know national and um you know so i Mm -hmm. think it is good to see that it's good to see that in your little towns because a lot of times it's little tiny little towns you know people think they're just ignorant uncultured people out in the middle of nowhere but really you know these people are in it too so
2: exactly and there was the same thing here and it was it was it it literally was it was so moving because in a place like this very rural very um not you know very uh static i guess um you would not have anticipated the response that occurred right you know so it was it was heartwarming
0: that's good that's good um So, kind of continuing with the Me Too question, I know like this. This next question could be maybe a little, might be a little difficult to answer. I'm not sure, but um, I mentioned George Floyd and Black Lives Matter, and I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of things that we see on the internet, people see there's the sentiment Black Lives Matter, and then the sentiment that well, what you mean is that you know, what you don't mean is that all lives matter, and then the reality of it is that the the message that we're supposed to get across is that all lives do matter but like you know the black lives matter movement has a particular way of saying it because it demonstrates the people that are at risk that they're you know that they were supporting at the time and it's just continued to grow and it's supposed to encompass all lives right i now the question about the what i'm t- what i'm trying to get to is the this hashtag not all met and i think that was like a response to the me too movement that we'd kind of seen kind of play itself out on the internet. And um my question is um is people's response sort of like, you know, what about all what about all of our lives? I thought all of our lives matter. I th- I'm trying to understand the not all men hashtag and I think I'm I'm wondering if it's somewhere on the same lines where people are throwing that out there but missing the point, the original point about, you know, me too. That women are having a, you know, women are are this is their moment to, we're you know they're moving forward and progressing and stuff and this hashtag Me Too, all of a sudden they had to create this hashtag not all. Men. I do you understand what I'm trying to ask? I don't know if that's coming sure.
4: across. Sure. So like not all men is the hashtag that's like in response to the Me Too movement to clarify that like not all men are you know like sexist. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I um I am in a relationship with a man that I love very much who um is a father of six children. He just recently was granted a divorce um, from the state, and he is um, very much like this is going to sound so funny because if you go to like r slash MRA like it's totally a nasty place that I don't want to be but he's like a men's rights advocate advocate or activist because you know he's one of those people who often is like you know have you considered alternatives to circumcising your son because it's male genital mutilation and that sort of thing and um I think that like you know personally as a like sort of a recently personally self-dubbed feminist um i like i get where he's coming from and i want to support his message but at the same time i think it's really important that you know, there's times where you have to lay down your line, like you have to lay down your personal set of beliefs to support the bigger issue. And so you brought up the George Floyd thing. And it's like, yeah, all lives matter. But that's not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about right now is Black Lives Matter. Because it needs to be said. Yeah. And like the same thing kind of goes like, yes, We know that there are good men out there. That's not why we're making a stand. We're making a stand for for women across the globe who have to deal with that one in ten who, you know, says like, oh, you're having a hard time coming up with rent because of a global pandemic. I have a really easy way for you to make rent in one night so that you can keep the roof over your head for yourself and your son for another month and that's not something that I just pulled out of you know left field that is like a literal story that I read about that happened in April where a mom could not afford to pay rent and she asked for her landlord to grant her a temporary stay or whatever on her rent and he said yeah you know what we can make all of this better if you come spend the night with me
2: you know, it's it's actually, that's a, that's a super interesting topic. It goes into a whole nother thing about, like, I read an article about how in the, like, old, like, prostitution was actually the first feminist movement because it was women saying, because if you think about it, maybe, you know, some men would say, oh, that's a great deal, you know, and that's the kind of men that would maybe offer something like that. Yeah. And it's messed up that that's, I shouldn't even say that, you know. Everyone has the hopefully everyone has the opportunity to say no to something like that Um, because it's it's sad that that's um, where we're at. But I would say though that like with the not all men movement, you know, I'm I'm certainly not here to tell anyone what they can and can't believe in, what they can't hashtag if they feel like their particular demographic is getting you know uh, (laughs) hammered. I like speak out, admit, you know, say say what you need to say, but like. Uh, middle class white men like I don't uh, I don't have a ton of (laughs) middle class white men it's not even that the the truth this is maybe the first time that middle class white men are actually experiencing what it feels like to be persecuted and so even though it sucks and I'm not saying it's right because really no one should be persecuted and if you're accusing someone of being a sexist or an abuser or any of those or racist when they're not those things then you are, pro- you need to check yourself. You know, no one should be accusing anyone of anything without just cause without knowing someone. We should all just stop judging people that we don't know, period. And pretending like we understand what it's like to be in their shoes. But like from a very like uh, 10,000 foot scale, I will say that like maybe it is middle class white men's turn to feel like they're being persecuted. <laughs>
0: it's their turn um, in the, the friar.
2: Yeah. So like if they want to hashtag hashtag way, that's fine. You know, like,
0: <laughs> but right. no, I, I I really, I really appreciate you guys talking and, you know, sharing your thoughts. Very and, candid. And your, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That's the kind of conversation, you know, you you mentioned, you said we should get to know each other before we rush to a conclusion. And, you know, that's kind of what I was talking about, like humanizing you know, the conversation, because a lot of times, like you said, nobody likes to lay down their line, lay down their, their, you know, their identity to allow somebody to, you know, to progress. Um, and, and it's true. And I think now more than ever, we, like you said, we have to be willing to be vulnerable to allow that to take place. And, um, because we all eventually want to get to the end of the, of the road where it's you know hopefully you can enjoy your life you know and not have to go through some sort of right. like the like thing, constant like, <laughs> constant like you know struggle for justification something
2: justification
0: of like uh. right you know and so i think you know i Sorry. i think it always comes back to you, we're always like saying you know can we just have like a day where everybody stood still and like didn't do anything because that'd be cool you know <laughs> agreed um, but yeah, no. Thank you so much, so for for answering these questions. Uh, I have two two more questions about the you know the women's rights and stuff. Uh, what organizations or are, where? Are, uh, what people um, are fighting for women's rights and uh, feminism in Alaska? Is there anybody that, like in particular that you would like to shout out that are is doing this right now? Um.
4: So I I think I sent you guys an article. Mm-hmm. Um. The so there's a Alaska Dispatch News and partnership with ProPublica has a really, I mean, like a really heart wrenching um, sort of coverage of, you know, some of the issues that we face, like women across the country, but like specifically firsthand accounts of um, sexual harassment, abuse, um, violence, um, in Alaska. And that is, if you want, it's HTTPS colon backslash backslash www.adn.com backslash lawless, L-A-W-L-E-S-S. So that's a uh, firsthand narratives from sexual assault victims, accounting, their personal experiences. It's been an ongoing expose and one of the largest publications in the state. Um, wow. And I think it has been great as a resource for women across the country and the world. Um, rain.org, R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G is a really wonderful place to turn to and, um, and this isn't exactly a group or a foundation, but if you were to seek it out, um, the Highway of Tears in Canada is something that's, like, worth looking into and worth trying to support. It's um, and a highway or interstate corridor in Canada running from the western seaboard clear through, like, Four provinces, maybe even further, of women and mainly indigenous women being kidnapped, brutalized, raped, and murdered. Um, it's been going on since 1977. And I guess it's a time honored tradition for some very dark, nefarious people. But if you want to look into the Highway of Tears, wow. um, it's, uh, it's something that deserves more attention
0: wow um last but not least um, I just want to thank you guys so much for sharing this the the information that you guys have shared today sharing your story sharing your experiences um, yeah it's just been really eye-opening and just really you know like I said like it's I'm, I'm hoping that somebody hears this and that somebody speaks up you know I'm hoping that somebody hears this and you um, chooses to hear like, you know, I wanted to hear today and you guys definitely sh- shared some information with me that, you know, I need to consider and I need to really take, you know, I'll go back and listen to this episode a hundred times myself probably. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I just, I really appreciate you guys sharing all these things. Um, Alex, do you want to,
4: thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Yeah,
0: exactly. Awesome. Thank <laughs> Thanks, to, thanks all around, guys. <laughs>
4: <laughs> thanks everyone. High fives.
0: Everyone, high fives. Yeah, we made fives, it. You know?
3: uh,
4: let's uh, let's grab tea at the. What was the name of that tea house? The
2: moon. Something about the moon. It it was something about the moon. That's literally all I remember. I don't remember.
4: No oh, man. So we'll have to figure that out. But I'll grab tea and yeah. bring your wife.
0: Yeah, we'll do. A, we should do a Zoom Zoom tea. <laughs>
2: zoom tea exactly yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm, i know now that i'm talking about zoom it would probably would have worked out better if we just did zoom instead of trying to use this but you know
4: oh there's no way to know that
0: yeah, yeah. it's <sighs> hey but you know what i think it turned out amazing i think we we it talked to, we talked about everything so
2: yeah a great. It, did. it was such a it was an enriching thing i think for both of us and like for Mary and I, too, because we haven't been able to do our radio show since the pandemic. Isn't wow. It's been really, really. Because, and that was kind of our bonding time. I mean, we hung out outside of our radio show.
4: But not really. But,
2: <laughs> <laughs> only because Mary's a, just kidding. No, I, but, yeah, we just, yeah, our pandemic is really um, kind of, the moon bird thinks only of the moon. I knew it had something to do with the moon. That's the tea house we're going to zoom at one it's day. It's an
4: in-se-dong.
2: In-se-dong, yep.
0: Nice, awesome.
2: But anyhow, so yeah, this was a great experience for both, and we're just thank you for putting up with us. Thank you for you know all of the dog noises and all the things that were happening in the background. Thank you for
4: just being patient. Yeah, friend, mm-hmm. Travel down the road, <laughs> little and back again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, it was it was really good. I I I just had a blast the entire time um real quick before we move on to the i know i told you i was gonna do like a lightning round with you guys and we'll do the lightning <gasps> rounds.
3: yes oh. i was really
2: stoked yeah. about it. I, I'm we will, it and i get it
0: we will do the lightning rounds i'll explain the lightning rounds in a second but i want i i saw a post Alyssa one time when you posted on instagram one time and it was something about you you were lifting the lid of something and it was like something about like your poop house or something that you were like lifting <laughs> the lid to
2: yeah, my yeah, it was my poop house. No, it's okay, my poop ex- house. Okay, can you can you
0: explain this poop. to me? What is a poop house?
2: A uh, okay, so there's lots of things that a poop house is, but what I have going on in my backyard is a hoop house, which is just a greenhouse with a uh like a greenhouse that opens essentially. It's a raised bed with a greenhouse lid, some PVC, some 6 mil poly in wow. a half circle. And it keeps for, for me, the two benefits are one, keeping the moose out because the moose get into my garden every time. And then two, yeah, they get in oh, and like right when it's at the perfect, like the day before you're thinking about harvesting your broccoli and your, all your stuff, they're like, yep, I'm going to just do a run through here and they devour everything. And they put their, we call them swamp donkeys. That's what I call
0: moose. Yeah.
2: But uh, anyhow, that that's what a hoop house is. It's a place to grow your gardens, and your poop house is something different.
0: Oh, okay, so I must have misread that or something. But mm-hmm. it was uh, it it was interesting. As at first, I guess I was thinking like, oh man, I I hope they're not like pooping out in the woods in Alaska. Was my first thought. <laughs> you know,
2: <But laughs> I mean. I mean, we have, we have, oh, but we sure, have yeah. plumbing here. We have like, no, no, I we it. have Wi-Fi. We have plumbing. We have like roads, electricity. Some of our friends don't. It's oh. like pretty typical to, to not, but we do. You know, yeah. balling.
0: Oh man, that's that's funny. Well, I'm glad I'm clarified. I got that's I'm glad that's clarified now. So now I know you're just not out <laughs> pooping in the woods, you know. Not <laughs> just out like and I,
2: doing a boomerang video of my poop house, which would be a very awkward poop house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's <that's> funny. Anyways <laughs> I'm glad
2: you asked about that. I'm really sad that you went so long to ask me about that. <laughs>
0: oh man, I know. I should probably add to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> um <laughs> i was also going to mention the amount of just dead animals that is on your your instagram too mary i was like oh my gosh just <laughs> ever it's like oh you a a dead skeleton. animals oh, i haven't even checked
2: yours in a long time oh no
0: i, th- I what's I may, going on i may i think dead i scrolled animal. past like two or three of them just skeletons of animals remnants of oh animals.
2: <laughs> okay she does do that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen her facebook profile picture i always joke about I this because remember. her facebook picture it like her, her cover photo is like the, the Alaska state flag. And then her Facebook picture is like her in like, it's like a professional, uh, glamour shot, you know? And I'm like, are you running for office, Mary? Oh like, goodness. what are you doing? <laughs> you have to check it out. <laughs>
0: for sure. Um, so yeah, let's, I uh, prepared a lightning round, lightning rounds for you. Okay. Great. Um, so there's three, it's three real quick lightning rounds, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you two options, and I'll say something like vanilla or chocolate ice cream, and your job is to say um, each other's preferences, okay? Okay. And I Now,
2: the logistics of it, do we, like, are you going to say, okay, Mary, it's your turn, or do we both just scream out what the other person wants?
0: Just scream it out. Yeah, scream it out, and if you hear each other's, like, wrong or right answer, you know, obviously you can be it's like what? you don't know me we're not best friends <laughs> i'm, I, I'm not trying to ruin a friendship somewhere. i might ruin a friendship before we leave this you call might
2: now. this game might yeah this might be the end of our radio show doubt it <laughs> we've gone through worse
0: well um, that's good you know there's hope for us yet moon there's hope for us yet oh Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right here we go uh let me pull up my notes here Man, I'm such a a nerd. I was making notes for everything for every episode now. I'm just trying to stay on top of it. I'm trying to be able... I'm and we to be just totally
2: went off the rails instantly. So thank you again. No,
0: don't 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 worry about it. All right, here we go. Lightning rounds. That's how we're gonna end the episode, and then we'll you know, we'll see you guys later. But um lightning uh, rounds, here we go. Uh Marvel or DC? Uh Marvel. Marvel. So you both like Marvel?
4: Yeah. Although, I,
2: yeah, I, I'm, oh. I'm Marvel. I am Marvel. I used to be DC. secret? I used to be DC, but I'm more Marvel okay. now. Okay. And it was just, it, because Nick got me into the whole.
4: But before that, you were DC? Yeah. Whoa.
2: Yeah, Batman. I was just was learned shit.
4: something. Oh, sorry. I
2: just... See, I used my one curse word. I used it at the end.
0: There it is. There it is. You didn't miss it. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: ba, 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 ba. <laughs> 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 those are the sound effects we have i make them i make the sound effects myself that was good that was really good man <laughs> okay uh, on to the next one you ready for this one this is this is a very alaskan Great. one to ask fly versus bait fishing
4: uh fly i mean well okay so there's a, a third category that you haven't considered because you don't know where we live dip really. right you can't
2: you can't really bait fish in Alaska which is kind of funny right now because of the um, So when
4: the fish like the fish that we mainly all fish for doesn't go for bait or for fly they you just you snag them snag
0: them It's pretty what? dirty Don't to be honest him. Do you just put your <laughs> fly, hand in there But
4: yeah fly fishing <laughs> no, no, no. You use, like, any type of rod on with a bare hook, and you oh. jerk it through the water, and you hope that there's enough fish in the river that you catch one. You with, snag it. You snag it by the
2: gills <laughs> or wow. the butt. Hopefully,
4: neither of those. You go through the mouth, which is yeah. a clean catch. As a government employee, you should know that. Yes, I do know that. I'm joking. <laughs> She's doing yoga in my face right now, just so you all know that. It's like an episode we've of... We've gotten of pretty... Yeah,
2: we've definitely gotten pretty... Uh, antsy so next 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 round let's do this i'm all ready right. to describe na- um, what mary this is, is a this is a pretty We're to say what mine is <laughs>
0: this is a weird one this is like fighting warren's one ready right? because like when you discover the other person you're like oh god you're weird you know pants or shorts
2: <laughs> dude i'm gonna say mary's shorts even though really? i'm a pants girl Whoa. i'm a pants girl all the way i
4: mean if i felt if i have self-confidence i would definitely be you strange. have
2: that self-confidence i you do, Mary. but honestly,
4: there's nothing more comfortable than wearing a big wool sweater and shorts and some basketball shorts. And I love basketball
3: guns. shorts. I agree. <laughs>
4: yes. It's I- kind of a Scottish look, you know, like a kilt and like a really basketball heavy. shorts. And no, a no,
0: I feel you. Sweater. I get you because I do the oh same my thing. Lord. I, I get I get like a huge hoodie and then I'll you know wear a pair of basketball shorts because that's just comfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
4: comfortable. It's the same aesthetic. Same yeah. aesthetic.
0: I'm wearing basketball shorts right now because it's like hundred yeah. degrees out here every day in the desert. So <gasps> I, oh, I that cannot. So
4: nice. I <sighs> have got the heater pointed towards us and it's set on eighty-two.
0: Yeah. What's the temperature there right now? And like, I'm just
4: gonna look. check it. It's probably it's
2: probably in the sixties. It's actually been a really humid uh, last few days. Um, um, let's see. It is currently uh, sixty-one, wow. but it's, yeah, it yeah, that sounds really cold, but it's not as cold as you would think up it here. Feels cold to me, does <laughs> it? Jeez, That's
0: I'm sweating dog. up here like just super. It's just it's just hot up here. I don't know. I'm not a desert person, but up here. Down oh, here. I'm sorry. Down here. It's just super hot down here. By the so,
4: what you're telling me is when I come to SoCal, I can come visit you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are ever in SoCal, let me know. We can definitely. We can we go, to go to Paso wine Ro-
4: Paso Robles.
0: Yeah, Paso Robles. I have a lot of family there. Can
4: um, we go to Paso Robles? I've never been there. I've Central to. Coast. Or Templeton.
0: I don't. I don't know where Templeton's at.
4: We need to do those wine tours.
0: Yeah, Paso More wine, wine country, tour, weekends. Tours. Yeah, yeah exactly. wine
4: country weekend. Oscar, get out of here
2: with that. Oh, All right, oh. next next lightning round question.
0: Uh, last lightning round. You ready for this one? Ready. Cream or no creamer?
2: Cream, hundred percent.
4: Yeah,
0: hundred. We both creamy.
4: said cream silently with our eyes. <laughs> we were like cream. Like we We literally. I wish you were
2: here. Are
0: yeah. you guys coffee treaters?
2: Half and turmeric and cinnamon in my coffee, but you got to have the cream.
0: Ooh, I've been. I got this new stuff. It's called St- uh, Starius Organic Heavy Whipping Cream. I've been putting that stuff. In. Oh my god, it's so good.
4: But is it, it heavy whipping cream? Good. It's it heavy sounds, whipping. Or, or is cream. it just say that?
0: No, no, it's heavy whipping cream. It oh, okay. so that sounds amazing. I've been what's that. in it
4: to call it Starius. I think
0: it's. Just uh, that's brand just the brand, brand name. That's just a brand name. It's like some okay. families. Um,
4: Man
0: Perplexed Dude Now
2: I'm Great Now I'm wanting coffee And cream right now I know right Now I actually used to Just drink cream Straight out of the Container
0: So delicious So good (laughs) Well I think that's a good note To end on Yeah End (laughs) on Half and half (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah Um, Half and
2: half That's very fitting
0: So yeah um, Thank you guys so much For being here Thank you so much For joining us on the call I mean, I think I've had a good time, um, Alex. It was our pleasure. Oh, Alex, are you still here with us? I haven't heard you in a while. Had dog issues. No. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, I feel you. Yeah. So once again, I just want to thank you guys for coming on and joining the call with us, being here, uh, sharing all your guys' insights, and you know, just everything. Uh, I know it's kind of like a weird. Way to continue our va- Korea vacation, you know, friendship thing that has happened. But, you know, here we are in 2020.
4: It's the <laughs> yeah. only natural way. Yeah. I think it's perfectly fitting.
0: It is awesome. That is awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here and joining us once again, guys, this is the average fellows podcast and I'm your host, Zody Zach, and we're going to sign off. Um, is there anything you guys want to leave us with? Any last words before we sign off? we got about a minute.
2: Um, I just want to, yeah, I just want to thank you guys again and say that this was a really good, really good conversation. It was good catching up with both of you and, uh, Moon, you got to let us know next
3: time.
2: And also, there's not
4: a <laughs> Can we just hang out in the chat for a while? So, do your natal chart. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> She's joking. Oh, I'm
4: serious. No, Mary. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: serious. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I would be curious to see uh, Moon's natal chart for sure. I'd definitely be curious. Uh. Oh, are you cute?
2: Dude, you just opened a door of <laughs>
0: God. <laughs> and it's right, not even
2: there. He's like, I'm I'm dealing with my dog. I don't have time for your natal chart.
0: <laughs> Every Monday, guys, Average Fells Podcast. Uh we'll catch you guys later. Thank you so much. Sign it yeah. off.
1: Thank you, Bye. Bye-bye. Now
3: people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs>